You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Hey everybody, Boss Man here. Are you guys looking for some kick-ass local Minnesota clothing? We'll let you tell us about our friends at Soda Stick. They offer all sorts of awesome merchandise around Minnesota sports and culture, and they have a great line of products like t-shirts, hats, sweatshirts, flags, and they even sell prints of their designs that you can hang up in your home or on your man cave wall. Uh, and we get compliments all the time about all of our Soda Stick stuff that we wear or that we have around the 10K house, so you'll definitely get... Uh, you won't get a shortage of compliments. You can get all the compliments in the world, actually, every single one of them. Actually, in our studio, we have like a fathead-type cutout of Randy Moss mooning the Packers, uh, you know, the legendary Minnesota moon that he had. Um, it's a staple. Just a disgusting act by Randy Moss, as Joe Buck would say, but right. we love it. It's absolutely beautiful. So mm. if you guys want to check out Soda Stick, you can go to sodastick.com to see their full line of designs and products. There's no way you won't find something you don't like. So uh, go on there and use the promo code 10KTAKES at checkout to get free shipping anywhere in the U.S. That's promo code 10KTAKES at checkout for free shipping anywhere in the U.S. Get some of their awesome stuff today. On this episode of It's a Bit, we're joined by Mark Rosen, KFAN Radio, Power Trip Morning Show co-host. He's on with Common Man. Retired TV sportscaster, broadcaster in the 2013 Hall of Fame. He's got all sorts of awesome stuff to tell us about. Great interview with Mark Rosen. We're also going to do our bits of the week and then introduce a new segment, Guys Doing Business. We gave each other a topic of some sort of next innovative product to come up with, and we all got to come up with our best ideas for it. You know, you never know. We might get, we might get investors, or we might not. We probably won't. But we're going to do it anyways. All that and more on It's a Bit. This is the It's Bits podcast, presented by 10,000 Takes. Burgeoning empire called 10,000 Takes. This is the It's a Bit podcast featuring Boss Man, Wags, and journalist Jake. Journalist Jake's a bitch, motherfucker. Hey, you know those guys that do 10,000 Takes? They do some funny bits, right? They're good. They're funny dudes. Yeah. 10,000 Takes. You're hanging with the number one podcast in the Twin Cities. It's a bit with 10,000 Takes. Last name ever. All right, everybody, welcome back to It's a Bit, presented by 10,000 Takes. I am your host, Boss Man. I'm joined by Wags and journalist Jake. Guys, another Monday in the studio, powering through the month of January. Not a fun month. Not really. I mean, we did have the uh, the Better Edge betting party on Saturday, which some bits will come out of that absolute shit show of a night. Uh, but, gentlemen, how are you doing on this fine Monday evening? You know it's a Monday, but I think uh, we're all we're all hanging in there. How you doing, JJ? Oh, we're in uh, recovering, we're in recovery from the weekend, and just uh, you know, uh, <clears throat> trying to prevent myself from uh, you know just checking out for life uh, permanently. <laughs> uh, but uh, just just uh, just hanging in there and and holding strong. It's 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 it's, it's a good day, sort of. Dude, I woke up today like. I had so today's MLK day. I didn't have to work. I didn't set an alarm. I got a good 10, 11 hours of sleep, and I felt like total shit. I felt like my body was slowly decaying the more I laid in my bed to the point where I had to get up because I just felt like the cloud of death. It was awful. Two two days in a row. You get to that point. I know there are probably plenty of people listening who are older than me, but I'm 24 now, and I'm starting to get hit by the effects of drinking like days later, and it's terrible. This was a very terrible Monday morning for me. 
Yeah, it was. Uh, I had like the opposite where I woke up at five in the morning with like anxiety about the week and like you, you didn't really work this morning though. Yeah, so like on top of that, and then getting like uh, you know nervous for the upcoming interview with Mark Rosen, but uh, you know it's it's going to be great. But like just with the week ahead, barely got any sleep till like seven a.m. and so, but we're here. You know what, the worst part about getting older and like kind of being on that corporate schedule is you can no longer actually sleep in and no. enjoy your day. No. Like Saturday, Sunday mornings, I'm waking up at eight AM on the mm. dot every single morning. I just can't I can't you, sleep in anymore. Do you habitually log into your computer thinking it's like Tuesday? No, but I'll wake up and I'll be like, oh, you'll have that gas, like, oh shit, I have all this stuff to do. Yeah, I have a now. meeting. Yeah. Oh no, wait, it's Saturday. Oh shit, but now I'm up. And I went to bed at three. And then it's like Saturday morning, like, oh crap, Monday's gonna suck and it's I know. Only Saturday. Then you already have you're excited for Friday, but then Saturday morning yeah. it's like in two days and me back at it so folks bit of the week our first segment kind of our signature bit or funny moment we got to start with jj because this this was the result of our better edge party we had by the way better edge awesome sponsor uh we had a fun party with them on saturday night where we were betting on the nfl games and we were hanging out in their corporate office which has three projector screens hockey simulator golf simulator must be nice all the alcohol is free Paid for by them, which I'm surprised with that and the combo of the simulators that there weren't any holes in the walls or any serious injuries. We did break three drivers, so oh, we'll have damn. to figure out what the cost of that is. But uh, honestly, I feel like it could be worse. I'm surprised an ambulance didn't have to pick anyone up due to alcohol poisoning or residual. Someone getting shot or yeah. stabbed. Well, there was a guy dancing out. with his shirt off at yep. the end of the night. Yep. So mm-hmm. you know, you never know what, what, what could result of that. Yep, and someone walked across the street to, uh, to the liquor store at night by themselves to go grab uh, Patron. Uh, because we didn't have like hard, the, alcohol. The, the hard alcohol wasn't paid for. It was just beer, which is fine. That's what we're fine with that. Someone had to go across the street and buy tequila and was literally walking around drinking a full bottle of Patron, handing it out to people, yeah, like sharing I, it with I the community. Took, like, four pulls from yeah. that. Yeah. Was this just like a stranger or do we know the guy? No, this we, we know, you know this person. Okay. We're we'll, not going to disclose we'll their the name. Okay. The, we'll just call him guy. This, this person would love to be mentioned by us on a podcast, but I don't know in this instance. We don't want to spread his sins because we're going to yeah. we're going to influence people to do terrible things. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yeah, we'd know this. Tell me but, off the air. We'll yeah. Those bits. All right. So, journalist Jake, let's start off with your bit. We all know, at least we know what it is, but the listeners don't. So, what's your bit? So, let let you, I'll say what it is, and I'll kind of go into it. So, it's the shitting at the bar bit. <laughs> um, it's kind of an ode back to the uh, Harry uh, Harry Dunn Dumb and Dumber shitting bit, but like on steroids. So, I mean, we are just, you talking about like the, like when he's like in the bathroom when he shits all over the place? Well, no, like he has to like go into the bathroom and he shits in a toilet. Like he'll go anywhere to shit, and he goes diarrhea and, okay. and the toilet's broken <laughs> yes, and yes. Shit, anything. Regardless of uh, circumstances, regardless or of circumstances or time of night or, we'll time of night or anything. So, yeah, exactly. So this is on steroids. So we decided to you know go out in because the offices are in North Loop in Minneapolis. So we decided to go out afterwards. We found our way to this bar called Cuzzy's which seems like a bar that you'd find in the middle of a small suburb or a small town, literally in like downtown Minneapolis. Fun place, but crazy. Um, we were plastered because we had been drinking all, all this beer and some tequila. Since at, like 4 o'clock. Since yeah. like 4 o'clock, and we're fucking plastered. And I think I took a couple, uh, I think I took one like vodka Sprite and a shot, and like that mixed with all the consumption of beer from the previous five hours did not mixed well and i had to go into the bathroom like take a piss and all of a sudden it just hit me like i had to i had to fucking vomit well i had to vomit so wait so you did you started by pissing 
I started in the bathroom by pissing. Oh my and god! And I think it was about to walk. I didn't out. know you hit the trifecta. No, yeah. So I hit <laughs> okay. the trifecta. Okay, keep going. So I was about to walk. I'm like, oh shit, dude! I gotta fucking puke, dude. You it's feel kidding it coming me. Coming up, right? Yeah, I okay. could feel like your mouth salivating and everything in a very negative way. <laughs> and I go into the bathroom. I like, I go into the stall. Just start fucking puking. Didn't lock the door. I'm fucking yakking. And then I get up and I literally start taking a shit. I take a shit. <laughs> And I barely remember. I just remember I had to take a shit. And I didn't. I tried mo- locking the door, but I was so drunk. I'm like, fuck this. And some guy like walks in. Oh, shit, man. Oh, I'm like, oh, I'm like, oh dude. Oh, man, I'm oh, taking shit. Is that Kirk Cousins on the toilet? <laughs> oh, my God. Dude, it was, that was, that and, was terrible. Well, keep in mind, we'll paint a picture for you. This bathroom is very small. Like, it, it has a stall and a urinal and... It's probably like what? It's probably the size of this room, like ten feet I, by ten feet. It maybe. might be smaller than yeah. this room. And this bar is packed. Yes. Like you can't even so there's a decent line outside. And there's this guy in the bathroom just hitting the trifecta. Oh man, that was what, I was that guy. The what guy did you that eat? Night. How do you go directly from vomiting to shitting? We started with pissing. I didn't well, even know that. Well, well, we did eat it. We did eat quite a bit of pizza at this better edge at our <laughs> that, better edge party. Plus all the beer. Um, plus all the beer on top of all the all, beer. All that and gluten's like expanding in your stomach. Yep. On top of that, like a little bit of Patron. It was like I was feel like I was really drunk, but I was feeling fine. But then it's like as soon as I took like one vodka sprite, that just was like the the like the science experiment that creates the volcano. So. Can we get? Do you remember how long you were in there between all of these Dude, events? Was it like twenty minutes? I have no idea because I lost track of time. But all I know is I came back out and I couldn't find you guys. But I ran found my cousin, and we're. I was think I was there for another half an hour, and then found my way home. Went Jesus. back to my old address for the second time now oh, since God. we moved into this house. <laughs> Yeah. And uh, so you Ubered back to the wrong house. Yeah, oh yeah I Ubered back to my old house. And you had to bribe house. the driver. Yeah, this cash. happened. This is the second time yeah, this has I was there for the, the first time. I'm glad yes. I wasn't the second time because I would have never have let you order an Uber again. I yeah, that was that was a disaster. So th- this was a crazy night. But you know, shitting at the bar just completely hammered. If but a good thing the the stall was unoccupied. There was one stall and. I, I own that stall for that for those probably 30 minutes. You said you lost track of time. Was there like, do you remember when you opened the door if there was like a rather large line? I mean, there oh, was throughout the night. There. I was in that bathroom <laughs> okay. a few times. It wasn't good. It, do you think people could hear you, Bob? When you oh, for sure. 120%. But I think that, but, <laughs> but the thing is, everybody else was just fucking trashed in there too. So they probably don't even remember or they were. They have probably a bleak memory waking up. I think I had a dream that someone was shitting at the bar. Yeah, but they they were all hammered too. So whatever. No, nobody. I don't think was sober in that bathroom. So I'm hoping they couldn't identify my face. Dude, that's... I just think it's Kirk Cousins. <laughs> and that, no, and then then that Uber that you took out of <laughs> out of the wrong house. Then you threw up all over the side of the guy's car, right? Well, no. Oh so God. right when we right when we uh, right when we pulled away and got the Uber, I felt it coming up again. And my damn Uber driver wouldn't pull over to the side. I'm like, unlock the fucking door. Like, and so you rolled down the window. I was just puking. I puked. There wasn't a lot left, but there was a little bit that oh came God, out. Dude. And I don't know if anything hit his side. Probably. Uh, every every then, time you come home from the bars and I and you do this shit, like I always am amazed that you don't wake up in a prison cell, dude. I, I or, or, or the hospital. Did you get so like you have this weird ass thing where, especially if you drink, if you get put into a car, like you start like you have you have to vomit. That's like the weirdest I car get, sick weird thing. Is that what well? If I to mix you? a lot of booze, like and I and and I get into a car, like I felt fine for like 30 minutes i think i was still at the bar for a half hour after i puked in the bar i'm like yeah i didn't have any other drinks but i'm like okay yeah we gotta go home 
like I was pretty drunk, and then I got in the Uber, started driving. But I, this Uber driver, if I remember correctly, was was also t- we'll get into more bad Uber drivers later. But he would like brake quick and then like pull off, and then I'm like, okay, now I got to puke again, guy. Thank you. So yeah, no, you should there, pay me 150 bucks. There, there is, there is a. I, I do tend to get car sick very easily. I grew up getting car sick very easily, so there is partially that. But I think I blame a lot of it mixing a lot of booze. That when your night. mom's like, "You're gonna read on the way to church," and you're like, "Mom, yeah. I will throw up." Yeah, like third grade. Now you get your 20 minutes of reading. It's 20 minutes to church. You're gonna read in the car. No, mom, I'm gonna throw up. You're just lying. She thought I was lying. Just puked in front feel, of a bunch of people. I think I'm gonna throw up. I think I'm gonna throw up. A child, a child throwing up like at church is hilarious. It's like they're the antichrist. Yeah, I know. Like the demon was coming out of me. Yeah, it's the like demon. You show up to church. Just, no. Dude, you probably left Cuzzy's twenty pounds heavier. I, I'm my or well, lighter. He started, he started or so, yeah. or sorry, lighter, lighter. lighter. Yeah, I, so I, I puked all the the pizza out. I was being like an anemic model or something. I'd count my blessings. Yeah, yeah. count my blessings. There you go. All right, Wags, what do you got? I got the frantically clean bit. Uh, it's not every it's not every day you have fucking Mark Rosen at your house, right? So we kind of we, not like we have a frat house or anything, but it's just a bunch of guys living in a house. Then get a little messy. So the frantically clean bit, we want to make sure it's nice and clean. One thing that we never do, and I mean never, is shovel the driveway. Mm-hmm. So Boss Man and I, we went outside and we made sure that driveway not all of it we're not going to go above and beyond right it's mark rosen like obviously we're going a little bit above but we're not going crazy but we only shoveled like half the driveway so people are able to walk up have a nice clean house and it's just when you have someone important coming over and you just got to clean we uh thank god the previous owner left like an aggressive amount of salt in the garage oddly i don't know what he was doing with it or what they what, what the plan was but they left it here so i just while zane was shoveling i just put like an over amount of salt on the driveway and an hour later it's 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 melted it's slick man it's easy what do you think that like it was salt for per, that purpose like or just other random stuff? i don't know man you never know yeah it, it, it melted the driveway though it worked it did because you went out you went back out to shovel a second time and you actually said yeah and for those of you who are chirp, chirping us for it uh for the driveway it, it it acts as a defense layer right it's like putting a moat around your castle we don't want people driving large vehicles that they're going to use to steal all of our stuff up the driveway. I mean, you need a four-wheel drive vehicle to, to even think about getting up to the garage. Well, so the, the that acts of, as protection. The amount of memorabilia and kind of really nice sports stuff that we've been gifted throughout the years of having the studio, like, it's actually worth a lot. And if someone oh, wants yeah. to just come up and just rob us blind, they'd actually make a lot of money. So you're right. right. It's just like the moat system where if you can't get up the driveway, you're not going to rob us. Right. Right, yeah. And, and also, we don't have a snowblower. A lot of that could be cured if we have a snowblower, but we don't have a snowblower, so fuck it. We oh, pe- people think, and we have trucks. People think we, we can just buy a snowblower. It's like we're in two grand in credit card debt. Well, <laughs> fuck, like, we should not be buying a snowblower. We should not be buying anything at this point. We should be paying for things that we have already purchased, like $1,000 worth of shots at the Loon Cafe, which was the dumbest business decision we've ever made. It was cool. But we are still in a hole from that. For those of you who did Never a shot again. at the two-year Damn party, I hope you're still enjoying it because it put us in a bind. That's the last shot that 10K will ever buy you. You will yeah. never buy alcohol Until 10 again. years and we have millions of dollars. Like, you yeah. talk, you're talking about being drunk and making a mistake. Like, how about spending $1,000 on, on a shot that takes two seconds to do? See, we knew that we were going to do shots. We just didn't know the number. And we were pretty drunk at that point. And we were just like, what sounds better, 50 I remember we, or 100? We all had a little meeting at the pub table. And we were like, are we doing this? We're all just wasted because we've been drinking all day at the Bowling Green Gopher game. Which yep. That was a reason oh, to get blackout yep. drunk. And uh, we looked at each other and we're all like, fuck it, let's do it. So we bought $1,000 worth of shots. I think we bought 20 beers for the pint chugging contest. So uh, you know what? All the hard-earned money we do make here is paying back that night still, which happened in September. Yep. I So we'll definitely have a three-year 10K party. It's just, mm-hmm. just know that you're buying your own booze. Yeah, sorry. 
Sorry. Oh, no, no, sorry. More, no more grape apes. Sorry. All right. Sorry. So, uh, so my bit is the car wash bit. Uh, when it's physically dangerous to drive your vehicle, so you need a car wash. You know, I hadn't cleaned my car or my truck until since like September, so it was filthy. There's salt all over. When the sun comes up or it's setting, it's so blinding you can't see out the other door, and you might, you know, the window you might just merge into oncoming traffic because you literally can't see out your window. So I'm like, you know what? Probably time for a car wash. I went at like five o'clock on Tuesday night. Super busy line, right? Like crazy busy line. I probably waited 45 minutes for this line. I know that's ridiculous, but like I said, I physically could not drive the vehicle. I could have gone to the gas station and used the window wiper thing, but it no. always leaves streaks and it looks like shit. And I'm like, you know what? My truck is a nice truck. I should make it look nice. So I waited in line for the 45 minutes. At that point, there was 15 cars behind me. It was actually bananas how many people were. Those people were probably going to wait an hour to an hour and a half if they committed. And I shit you not, I get all the way up to the reader and I see a, po- and I try to swipe my card. It's not working. I see a post-it note that says, uh, card reader, not working, please purchase inside. And then a smiley face. They had the fucking audacity to put a smiley face during a major inconvenience. I got all these people behind me. I'm like losing it. So I get out of my truck and start full blown sprinting to the door. Because the, the guy in front of me was like almost done at this point. And like, I, I, it's like some guy behind me unrolls the window. Hey! I'm like, yeah. He's like, card reader not working. I'm like, nope, come on in. Like, yeah. all these people are like running after me in there to like purchase car. So, like, I bought the code. Like, the, the gas station attendant had like no sense of urgency, like, stared at me for 10 seconds as I was like, I need a code, I need a code, I need a code. Like, look outside, mm-hmm. buy the thing. Full sprint back, type it in, and as I type it in, like the door opens, and like I didn't miss any time. But I'm like, these people behind me might try to murder me mm-hmm. if I don't get this thing in in time. So, uh, you know, maybe instead of your card reader not working and putting a smiley face, maybe stick a sign like where the third guy is parked that says, "Hey, by yeah. the way, it's not going to work." So, like, go inside and get your get your fucking ultimate wash inside after the dude who just bought six packs of Newports and made the whole place smell like cancer. So, uh, yeah, dude. It, yeah. Well, especially when it's a day. Like, like, I remember when you went, it was like a really warm day. Everything was melting. Everyone and their mother was getting a car wash. Right. Why don't you just have a person out there like with a card mm-hmm. reader quick for people to swipe? It's not that hard. Yeah, Laziness. I'm surprised that crowd didn't crucify me for for having to run inside. They probably thought this fucking guy, when they saw me running in with like a minute left until it was my turn in the wash, like I'm surprised someone didn't throw a rocket in the back of my head just or something. Shoot you? Yeah. Yeah, but what in the end, though, you were kind of like the the messenger and the leader. You're like, no, card reader's not working. Right. So everybody I was, was basically like the, the Paul Revere of Plymouth car washes. I was like, you know, the, the reader doesn't <laughs> work. The, the reader doesn't work. Yes. So I got on horseback and I told the people the good news. Mm-hmm. You know, I never really understood people who would be waiting in that line for 45 minutes because when you buy one of those codes they don't expire for like 30 days right. like you can just buy a code well, and, and show up whenever in my days. vehicle was the, by far the dirtiest in line like i said i mean this was the point where i thought i was gonna die if i didn't get the car wash because everything was fogged over there was salt all over the window it was terrible so um yeah I, i'm glad i got the wash i'm glad no one killed me for you know almost being late but whoever wrote that post-it note, the smiley, you don't need the smiley face. That that didn't make me, that made me feel worse. I feel like you were like shoving it down my throat that I was highly inconvenienced. Yeah, but how do they, what What do they think is going to happen when they're, I'm going to say, oh, well, that's broken. I'm I'm going to go uh, put a post-it note and go smoke weed out back, come back for the rest of my shift. Yeah, that's not going to work. That, that's what that person did that day. They were like, you know what? 
this is this is going to make people less upset as if I put. And it was like one of those exclamation points <laughs> where like the two dots are the eyes, and it is it just it it was like someone slapped me in my face and then they kicked me. So you're saying that that the smiley face didn't make you happy? Did not. Oh, yeah, it, it, was, it was really that. just rubbing you in. It, it's almost like if you go to McDonald's and you're like, I'm really craving ice cream, and mm. you're like, Hey, the ice cream is, you know, like, can I have ice cream? And they're like, Oh, it does not work. And then they put on a big smiley face. It's like that's fucked up. Why are you happy about that? You know damn well it works, okay, bitch. Oh, jeez. Oh, ice cream. Oh, jeez. I want my ice cream Friday. All right, but yeah, I'm I'm all fired up about the car wash bit. I'm done. You know, next time I'll probably just turn on the water in the winter time and just just spray it down with the hose in the driveway. I know there's those nice. Uh, was this at like the gas station or holiday? Yeah, the, or? Ho- the holiday right off Rockford Road in. Uh, D- I, uh, this is like first world like problems, but like I stopped going to gas stations a few years ago, not for that issue, but just because it got too long and I thought they did shitty jobs cleaning my truck or my cars. So I started going to like these like dedicated car wash things that popped up there like 15 minute $15 for a car wash. And then you can also like vacuum out your car for free too. on right. top of it. And, and they're like newer. So like they work and they're worth your time and they go fast. Yeah. So there's less time, but like. That doesn't surprise me at like a holiday gas station that things happen. It's it's like a Plymouth issue, man. Yeah. I've driven around to a lot of these gas stations and they're all fine. They're all yeah, yeah. or no, no, they're all like they all like the card readers aren't working or there's Aww. a sign. They put up like a cardboard sign that in Sharpie says car wash does not work. This well, is this town is anti car wash. I've seen that shit in the holiday by my old house that like I wanted to fill up air in my tires and they're like, "Oh, the the uh, there's an air tire the tire or air doesn't work. Yeah. And like, it was like that for like three months. And like, I, I was used to going to quick trip near my parents' house. Cause they have free air and it's actually good. Yeah. So I would just say, fuck it. I'm driving 15 minutes to the nearest quick trip North of the cities to just fill up my fu- fucking tires. Right. Cause this holiday gas station does not give a shit. They haven't right. fixed it for almost the year I lived there. <laughs> yeah, dude. It's so... insane. Oh, all right. You know what? I took a deep breath. I'm, o- I'm, We're over, I'm it. over. We've moved past it. So move on. Let's, uh, let's move on to our interview with our friend Mark Rosen after a quick commercial. Hey, folks, before we get to our interview with Mark Rosen, we got to tell you about our friends at Better Edge. Better Edge is a legal online sports betting marketplace that allows you to post and engage with other sports betting fans so you can talk shit on everyone else's bets or interact with each other, such as a social media site. You place no commission positions in an online marketplace, so they're not going to take any fees for allowing you to be a degenerate and uh, bet the third quarter over of the of the football game tonight. Uh, you can compete in direct head-to-head challenges with horrible bettors like me and JJ and Wags. So you know if you uh, if you want to fade someone else because you think they're wrong, well, just settle it on the on the betting field, not the battlefield. Betting, you guys like what I did there? Yeah, the betting field. It's a lot less, it's a lot more safe, I should yeah, say. it's not. not as Don't cool, have to punch but, each other, but. Right. Uh, you can compete in public or private betting competitions. So we had one at our Better Edge party where it was actually like an over-under of Jake and I hitting tee shots and slap shots. It was pretty sick. That we, was fun. We, we both hit the over. Mm-hmm. Credit to us on that. Uh, and then you can buy or sell positions such as spread over under and money money line at current market prices. So you know your standard lines that you can purchase for anything else you purchase in Better Edge, like a marketplace. So if you want to check this out, you can go to betteredge.com, B-E-T-T-O-R-E-D-G-E.com, and use the promo code 10K at sign up. When you sign up with our promo code, you get a free 20 bucks if you verify your ID. Once again, that's Better Edge, promo code 10K at sign up for free 20 bucks. Start betting today. All right, everybody, welcome back to It's a Bit. We're joined by a very special guest. We got Mark Rosen in studio, K-Fan Radio with Power Trip Morning Show and Common Man, retired TV sports broadcaster. 
uh, Broadcasting Hall of Fame of 2013 and the co-host of Down Memory Lane, author of the book Best Seat in the House, covering everything from his early days at WCCO and all of his favorite interviews. Mark, it's just so great to have hey, you here. Yeah, this is a kick. I love it. I, I just think you guys are, uh, this is the future, and the future's now. So yeah. uh, it's nice to be a part of this. You you had a circus. Hell, you had a hell of a fight with our driveway and, and your vehicle. I know. You yeah, I, uh, <laughs> I I thought I was going to be down for the count. I mean, um, I don't know if you guys have ever heard of it. It's called a shovel. <laughs> yeah, and you may want to do that once in a while. Or get. I mean, I know you're in your twenties and you figure someone else is going to do it for you. But no, it's it's fine. I, I parked my car and I was reaching over to get my keys, and my car door decided to say, <laughs> "Not so fast!" Slam me right in the face, and uh, well, someone decided to build this house me. on a build this on house a on a mountain. <laughs> yeah. So you know what? I bl- I blame that person yeah. for all the for all the issues. Well, I'll come up with a better story by uh, the time I hit the airwaves at the KFN the next morning. So right. Yeah. No. Well, we provided him a story and a gash. Now. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That works out. Well, no, that, and, and everyone's like, everyone's like, why don't you guys? Buy like a snowblower. I'm like, we're in two grand in credit card debt because we <laughs> because we bought a thousand dollars worth of shot in our, during our two year party. Just let so. it melt. It'll yeah, melt. yeah, it'll yeah, melt. yeah. We'll throw some salt on it. Yeah, and it'll just, be fine. Just, and know, we, we we all have we all have trucks and vehicles with yeah. four wheel drive. We're like, let's just gun it up every yeah. time. We're fine. Yeah. Yeah, you know, we fine. don't need we don't need. Eventually, you get stuck. But, you know, it happens. But, yeah, but exactly. you know, we deal with it. You know, the funny thing is too, we we shovel today. You did, yeah, a little yes. bit. Yeah, we you did. missed a few yes. spots. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Gonna yeah. fool me. We, we, sh- we shoveled like a small lane for you to like walk yeah, up. I appreciate like, that. Yeah, I was gonna yeah. say if you think it's bad now, is it was, it was t- probably a hundred times worse. Yeah, I'm before. sure it was. But oh, yeah. hey, I'm here. We're having yeah. fun. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. We made it work. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, quite a resume that, that you've had. You know, you've you, you've definitely had some crazy experiences, and we definitely hope to you know experience sure. the things you have you know in your days well uh, it's all different now and um you know I, it's the, the business i got into you don't have time to really reflect i mean it's just day after day after day after day and and uh, now i've been able to since you know getting out of the tv part of it in particular and, you know, and writing my book and doing some other things to sit back and go jesus i, I can't believe the stuff i got uh, to do and the people i got to meet and honestly it was just at dinner with uh my daughter and I look over, and oh, there's Paul Molitor. And so Paul and I have been friends <laughs> oh, wow. since, you know, he was a Cretan yeah. uh, b- before my son, Joe Maurer, got there. <laughs> but uh, Paul and I have a uh, an incredible relationship, and they have all through time. And so I went over, and his son now is a freshman in Edina. He's like 6'3". And so I went and talked for a while, and, and it's like, this is... I'm right off the bat, I'm going to say, look, at the best thing about my job always has been the relationships you forge. And whether you criticize somebody or whatever the case may be, I've always wanted to walk away saying, you know, um, go back and, and meet that person. And, and and Paul's one of those special people. So running into him, uh, it was special tonight. But overall, that's the thing that sticks with me is I can't believe that the, the, the amazing people that I've met, the best of the best, not just mean athletically, but just uh, the way they conduct themselves. And look, there's a, everybody's got their issues. But God damn, I met a lot. I've met a lot of amazing people through my job, and that's the one thing that means the most to me now is forging those relationships, and um, uh, that's all that matters. And so it, it's 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 uh, incredible. Do you remember the first moment you were truly like starstruck by someone? Oh yeah, um, I think uh, probably Harmon Killebrew. Oh yeah. Um, I mean, uh, Harmon was my boyhood idol, kind of growing up, because when the twins came to town, you know, we all. We all pretended to be Harmon in our backyards and, you know, roll up our sleeves and do all this stuff, you know, and Harmon had that majestic sort of batting stance. And I got the chance – actually, he was my first interview that I got to do um, when he hit his 500th home run 
we had it. We stayed there night after night after night. And because I interviewed him and my voice was used on the air, it was all, it was really technical kind of stuff. I was able to join the union, AFTRA, American Federation of Television Radio Arts, which I really wanted to do. But because they used my voice and this network thing I sent to him, I was able to do that. And, and then from then on, I got paid for interviews I did. But Harmon was the guy. I mean, here, here he was, here I am, 18 years old interviewing him. And, uh, a typical Harmon fashion, he hit his 500th home run, but the Twins lost the game that night, so he was like poo-pooing it. Can you imagine today, somebody hit his 500th home run? You know, for, yeah. like, oh. shit if you want to lose the game. Team sucked. Yeah, yeah. team sucked. Whatever. I don't care. It's about me, 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 mm-hmm. and Harmon was always oh, about yeah. us, us, us. Yep. So Harmon was the first one, I think, to answer your question that I was kind of starstruck. And, and again, relationships over the years. Meeting him as a kid, interviewing him, and then seeing – uh, his his career end and getting into different facets of it, uh, having him on my Rosen Sports Sunday show where he'd come in and I'd still be in awe of Harmon's here and you know the way he signed his autograph and taught people how to sign their autograph legibly, yeah. not the scribbling that you see from some of these athletes. And he, he used to lecture people like that. And then all the way through, uh, unfortunately, his you know th- near the end of his his life and, and his demise and and being able to stay in contact with his family when that was happening and and actually covering his funeral out in Arizona when the twins happened to be out there. So Harmon was the first guy, you know, kind of the Mount Rushmore of yeah. Minnesota athletes that I met that was through my life and really through his life. Uh, I mean, how I mean, it's amazing. You're a kid and you're watching Harmon Killebrew and. And then later you meet him, and I got to play golf with him, and it, it just shit. You can't make this stuff up. Right? Yeah, so. one of my friends from high school just had his first kid, and he named it Harmon. Really? Yeah. After Killebrew? Yeah. Nice. Incredible mm. name. Yeah. Used to be Kirby. Everybody named their kid. Yeah. Kirby. Yeah. Kirby. No, Kirby I, I, he, he didn't. He didn't want to be uh, the mainstream guy. That's, I Kirby. love it. Yeah. Uh, you, don't, yeah. You, don't, you don't hear too many Harmons. Right. Right. No, I don't know one Harmon. No, I don't. I don't either. I don't. I don't know a single Harmon. And I'll call him Harm, but I mean, it's an interesting name. Yeah. Think about it. I don't know anyone. I've heard that name yeah. before. Right. No. Really really Keeping the line alive. Have you ever yeah. had his root beer or his cream soda? Oh, yeah. God, yeah. You like his it, kid, yeah. his kid, yeah. Um, you know, I, I've known his kid uh, for many and many years as well. And, you know, I still, once in a great while, I'll pick up the root beer, you know, and it's good. It's really good. Kill, yeah. kill a brew, of course. So, yeah. I mean, yeah, I've had it, of course. Does yes. it beat Herbeck's root beer? Because doesn't he have a root beer? Uh, I don't. I'm not aware of that. Is he in the root beer gang? Yeah, he has a Kent really? Herbeck yeah, root beer. He yeah, he does. I honestly didn't know that. Yeah, so, I, I don't even know if I, I have ever tried that. I've never had him. You have price. to do a root beer review bit. Yeah, <laughs> Kent Herbeck, Harmon Killebrew. Yeah, which root yeah, beer? Blind taste test. Good first baseman. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, you you mentioned well, you met a lot of like you who you're starstruck, but after over like your 50 year career, who is probably the most interesting, or I, I maybe even craziest athlete or person you've Johnny Randall. Okay. Oh, I, mean, yep. I think John Randall. Pure craziness. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sure there are others that you know. Um, when Jim McMahon came here and played quarterback one year, uh, you know he got to get the crap beat out of him. But he was he was um, he was a guest on my show. He, we had a, we had an arrangement. He come in on Sunday nights and he was he mellowed out a little bit. But goddamn, he had the best stories about the, mm-hmm. the Bears and all the mm-hmm. craziness. But but Johnny Randall was certifiable crazy when he played, and mm-hmm. you know he would memorize the media guide and, and you know when he trash talk his opponent he knew where they went to school he knew their, his wife's name the kids and he wouldn't do it in a way that would be would piss him off to the point of you know your mother wears army boots it's like and he'd get him off his game yeah and he'd, he'd do it all the time but you know he would come into the studio after that was probably the most fun i ever had doing sports sunday it was him and johnny and uh, eddie mcdaniel because it was live and those guys would give me the silent treatment they come on ask him a question and they just stare. I went, oh, great. Here <laughs> oh, here we go with that. Here really quick, go. I Googled it. Was it was it John Randall that threw the football at the back of the guy's helmet 
after he scored. No, that, that was Tarkenton. Oh. Fran did that. Fran yeah, did I saw that. that. Yes. I, I saw that video yeah. recently. Hilarious. Yeah. Pissed off at Fran Tarkenton throwing. That is what, and then they just yeah. start fist fighting after. Yeah. yeah, it was crazy. I think we we well we didn't like. I think we weren't the original people who resurfaced it, but we reposted mm-hmm. it, and then we we got it got flagged. Yeah, like for, really? for, for violence. For violence. I, I think on TikTok oh, it got flagged on. for violence. Violence. Yes. Yeah. On TikTok, Sports football. Center yeah. does videos of guys clotheslining each other in Mexican baseball tournaments well, fights. Oh, like Willian Zastadio. But, but <laughs> then we, yeah, then we get shut down yeah. for posting. That's crazy. Yeah, bullshit. Yeah. yeah. Well, anyway, uh, yeah, Johnny was the best. I mean, he would. There were times he'd come in the studio and he would pick me up and just put me up against the wall and you know, playfully, like a big bear. And I'm going, <laughs> I'm not a little guy. He just picked yeah, me up yeah. like nothing. And, you know, but he's, again, one of those guys that through the years and the loyalty and uh, what a presence, what a, an unbelievable athlete. But on the air, yeah, and, and, and in person and on the games, he was crazy, but uh, in a good, really, really good way. So I put him number one. Okay. And speaking of Vikings quarterbacks, I know you had a show with Kirk Cousins, right? I had a radio show with yeah. him. Yeah. Under Center? Years. How, was, how was it working with him? Yeah, it was fine. I mean, he was, um, he was, he, he was dedicated to, Doing it, and then the first year we got to do it in person, like we're doing it right now. And then mm-hmm. we, when COVID hit, we had to do remotely, and it was still good, but wasn't as good because then you know, you couldn't have a time. I don't think. I mean, he was he he really cared about the show. Excuse me, hit the belch. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but uh, I think I always felt he was a little guarded. I mean, he, he the one time I remember he kind of opened a vein and what kind of made some news is when Thielen was on the show and he apologized to Thielen on the air. For missing him or something, I don't. Know, yeah. After that Bears game, game or yeah. something, when they when Vikings made the fans playoffs. were pissed about yeah. that, weren't yeah, they? Yeah, he, he said. I remember Thielen was there. He goes, "Hey, listen, I just want to apologize to Adam." I went, "Oh, that's pretty cool." That's wow. pretty cool. Yeah. So he did, um, and, and I knew the combination. But even though he was fine to work with, he was very. I mean, he's a very cerebral guy, very controlled in his own way and in his own emotions. But it was never. Um, I was never like, "Oh shit, here we go." I have to yeah. ask him about this, <laughs> yeah. this, and this. Yeah, he asked him the questions, and yeah. he, you know, he was. He never got pissed about it. And why would he? He's, you know, making thirty million a year. Just uh, ask, answer the questions, and he was great. Um, but I, I did, and I knew when he wanted. It actually worked out really well because uh, that's when my wife started having her health issues with her brain tumor, and then I, I said, "Look, I can't do this anymore." And once it turned out, Kirk didn't want to do it anymore because I felt he he knew. I think this year in particular that. He was going to be, they, they drafted Mond. I thought people thought he was going to be the heir apparent. And he wanted to just concentrate on football. And that was it. Not because I think, you know, Zimmer got pissed off at him, I think, a couple of times indirectly. You know, you're, you know, people and fans would. Mm-hmm. Hey, he would spend less time in that show and going, so dumb. Yeah, on. yeah. See, yeah, he, yeah, he should be, he should be <clears> practicing. Aaron his... Rodgers. I mean, yeah. Well, uh, then people will get pissed. Like, he's not being transparent. He should come yeah, out and I talk. Know. Yeah, exactly. Like, well, yeah. Well, <laughs> have it both ways. Oh, you know, I, he's, he's, I'll tell you an interesting little sidebar about Kirk. Is that, and, and this is where I think it works against him. Um, you know, he sent me a wonderful note when my wife passed away. It was very heartfelt, and I really appreciated it. And then I got a Christmas card from him this year, which is, I've gotten before. And it's, it's a picture of his family and some biblical Bible verses, which is fine. His, that's who he is. And he signed it, Kirk and Julie and the kids and all that. And then the bottom of the card had his management team listed. I mean, the people in his management team, like three names. And I, and it kind of struck me going, why would you put your management That's team so on That's so weird. Person? Yeah, and that, that, but that to me tells you her, who Kirk is. I, I just think he's, 
he's so he's calculated to a fault. He wants to win. Damn well, of course he wants to win because he knows that his name hasn't been elevated up there mm-hmm. because his team hasn't had that kind of success. And Kirk will always be that guy until his team has success. But it struck me as being, you know, even recently with the Zimmer firing and Spielman firing it. Where's Kirk's voice in this thing? Right. Mm-hmm. Where, why isn't he coming out? Because you know, you know, there was beef, there was well, beef there. Oh, Other yeah. players were talking, like Eric yeah. Kendricks about and the fear-based organization. I was talking about yeah. with Common. You know, thinking back to that push. You know, on the sidelines, going yeah. everybody kind of, oh no, no, no. They're just he was just excited and going. Now you look back, I don't think it was just that. I think it was like, hey, screw you. Know, like here, look at like, this. I just, and I just won the back. game. Yeah. yeah, and they. You know, they had, I mean, I'm sure they had a relationship, a good one, but that that just was the kind of the bottom end, end of the. Uh, the wrong when it came to everything else that was going on with the team. But I, you know, I, I'm not going to sit here and rip into Kirk because, I mean, I, I know, I think I kind of know who he is as a quarterback as well. Uh, is he capable of winning the big game? I, I have my doubts, you know, honestly, because of who he is and, and the calculation that he has where I think that he's kind of more concerned about not, not making the bad throw as opposed to forcing anything and just kind of taking the safe route and building up his numbers. You know, I don't think in the heat of the game is necessarily thinking about all that, but uh, you know, until proven otherwise, he won. You know, the, the one game at New Orleans they won uh, was the, the upset, and that was that was probably I don't think in retrospect the worst thing because I think Stefanski would have been named the head coach had they lost that game. But mm-hmm. yeah, whatever, um, you know, I wish him well. I don't know what's going to happen. Nobody does. It's going to take a lot to get him out of here. I think for for right now, and and then we have to suck it up and and uh, and, and bring someone else in and. and Try to figure out how to work with his salary. Is he is yeah. he aware of uh, of the narrative about him? Oh God, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. He, they, look, they can say whatever they want, man. About you know, I live in a bubble and I don't pay attention to this or that. They know. Oh yeah, him. and he and he he's recognized that. I mean, even talking about he's a five hundred quarterback, and he he doesn't shy away from it. He, yeah, you know, look, that's until we are a better football team. That's who I am. I mean, I, there's nothing you can argue. Say, well, I'm a much better. Look at my stats. You know, they should be talking about me in the same vein as half these other guys that are you know up there, but. Nope, you don't win, you don't get those plaudits. No. Right. Well, we, we ask about Kirk. He's such an interesting guy. He's, yeah. It seems like he's hard to figure out, even though like we don't know him personally. But like a lot of quarterbacks, you can kind of gauge their personality mm-hmm. a little bit. And we kind of do a bit here where I like do a pregame Kirk thing almost every <laughs> I week. I think I've seen that. <laughs> yeah, so we, we showed up. I went to the LA Rams game with Zane right. over here, and I, I, I brought a sign that just said, I am Kirk Cousins. Oh, you look like and, him. And th- th- I, I appreciate that, but I, it's, I don't know. I, I've a taken bit. that as a, as a, uh, as a compliment, then, then I don't know. Yeah. Being, he's it's partially it's hated. Good bit. But uh, we went there, and he actually engaged with it. Um, no we kidding. got a picture with it and retweeted it on his – I think it's still his first yeah. tweet. And we're like, oh, okay. But we're like, because we, we want to, you know, maybe possibly, you know, do something with him or sure. get him on the show or something. He's and, got a sense of humor about yeah. a lot of this stuff. I was going to say, I think our yeah. our role in this whole thing is we could get people to see the, the personal side of sure. Kirk. Like, we, 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 would, we would ask him some questions that would get the people laughing. Yeah, you know? yeah I mean, he's he's got a, he's got that side of him, but I, I, I don't know. Maybe he... Maybe he felt like he was so much under Zimmer's thumb about the way you had to conduct your business that he didn't want to show much more of that. But right. I've seen it. I've seen his interaction with his lineman. When we, when we did the show in the Vikings Radio Network studios, you know, he'd have his offensive lineman in. They had a great rapport. They couldn't make that stuff up. It, mm-hmm. even with, with O'Neal and those guys, they got along great. It wasn't like it was forced. Even Diggs came in one year, and it was and Diggs was great. It wasn't uh, uh, it, that one year, and it was – there wasn't friction between them, and again, I think Diggs' issue was more with the offense, how the offense was being run. It wasn't necessarily with Kirk, right? So, I mean, I, I saw his interaction with his teammates, and 
I never sensed once that there was any sort of uh, uh, negative sort of vibe about all that going on. So, you know, if he sticks around for another year, I don't, you know, it's look at this team's got bigger issues to deal with. I think at the moment, but that's still certainly going to be the big central focus of the team going forward. So was on was your show when Kirk released like his Blink One Eighty Two cover? Oh, uh, yeah, they had him sing. What we ran, um, I think the producer ran. Uh, you know, he's he's you know sang back in the day, and then they get the choir and all mm. that kind of shit. So, oh, yeah, that they, whole they thing. To, yes, uh, and they find Pretty it. Woman. And it's so oh. uncomfortable. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh. it really is. It's very it's cringy. Like, oh, like, uh, very the, cringy. The colors he's wearing, but, you know, he's, the he's, kick he's, movements. Look, That's just his personality. Kirk's, though. You guys, we all went to school with nerds. Oh yeah, Kirk, <laughs> yeah. Kirk is. The super athletic nerd. Yep. I mean, he yeah. just he just is the way he dresses, the way he talks, the way he is. He's a nerd. Yeah, and there's no getting around it. Well, and, and you I, don't know, I don't know that. if you heard what yeah. uh, he, what he bought his offensive lineman for Christmas this year. Oh yeah, I, I did not. He bought him jeans. You're making that up. I'm no, not making it up. Custom fit jeans. We yes. Custom yeah. fit jeans. So much for the Rolexes. Yeah, yeah. No, no Rolexes, no scooters. <laughs> Apparently, they're the top of the line, like really well, custom made jeans. Good. Yeah, but I, when I heard that, I did not know that. I, I when I when I heard that, I'm like, that doesn't surprise me. Yeah, I no, mean, it doesn't. That, you know, that, that's a man doesn't. who values a good pair of pants. Yeah, yes. no shit. That's good pair of jeans, probably more than Brett Favre and his oh, Wranglers. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. better than Favre and the, the damn. Yeah. Well, I mean, he can't. That's who he is. That, that you just that's a beautiful way of saying it. That's yeah. who Kirk Cousins is. Oh, that's incredible. No way of getting around it. Do you have any yeah. thoughts on what the Vikings are going to do with their GM or coaching situation? Uh, no, I mean, I think the specifics. I, I mean, I don't know when. The GM will be named. I th- I would think even this this week. I don't know how you, when you guys are running this, but I I think that's happening sooner than later. They obviously have to interview a bunch of coaching candidates uh, at the same time. The GM should have a lot of say in who that guy yeah. is. You know, I think, and I think other people have talked about it. I thought uh, Ben Gessling's article in the paper on Sunday was really well done about chronicling uh, the, uh, the 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 bridge between Spielman and Zimmer and what's gone on the last eight, last eight years. I could, I mean, I've been able to be around the facility because of COVID. Um, but you could sense it, how stale it gotten and how I was, I didn't realize that the, 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 uh, the rift between Spielman and Zimmer, at least to the point yeah. of <laughs> two, two months, two months. I mean, that's it's just that's that's unbelievable. Emotion. That's, that's really revealing. But, um, I think the coach has to be, you know, been around enough head coaches going back to Bud Grant and, and the times have changed, but you have to have someone who commands, I mean, it's not so much an X's and O's guy. It's just the guy that has to command the room and, and, and the players feel like I can do anything for you. Uh, and then you get the coordinators who kind of execute his plan. But, you know, the the guys that can really have that sort of stature it doesn't have to be, you know, I've been around the, the, the rah-rah guys, you know, like Sean McVay's of the world or the Pete Carroll's of the world. Tim Brewster. Yeah, then you got, <laughs> no, then you got the Tony Dungy's going, yeah. well, I mean, the people say Tony Dungy need, early on, you need to show more emotion on the sidelines. It's just having a command of the locker room. And I think Zimmer uh, just got frayed. He was a mess at the end. I mean, he was yeah. a physical mess. And it was wearing on him. I, he looked awful. I mean, mm-hmm. he just did for I me. Mean, I saw him. Don Mitchell is a good friend of mine from Channel Nine. Yeah, you know, yep. She posted a picture. I think doing an interview with him when he first came here in 2014. He looked like he was 30 yeah. years old. I know. It, it, it's I mean, almost it's like a, when you compare presidents yeah, when they've been say, in office. Yeah, yeah. It's like he four looked, years, and then four years later, they look 20 years older. Yeah, and he was just, here for a full term, technically. Yeah. Eight he years. Was, he was. It's, it's insane. I think just so the stress. I, I think it's going to be a guy. It doesn't have to be a big name, but I think it has to be someone. Um, that that does have that feel that it's much different. I think Kendrick said it best. I mean, it just it just was the fear factor in that locker room, and it just wasn't working. It was stale as hell, and you could feel mm-hmm. it. So, you know, I don't know. I mean, they, it doesn't matter what names are right now, but I think it's more of the the personality. And I think you know, it's sort of like 
well, they have to get it right. Well, of course they have to get it right. You have to try, but if people think that whomever, whatever coach comes in here is going to wave a magic wand and mm-hmm. NFC Championship game, here we come, uh, that ain't going to happen necessarily right away or, or you know, hopefully in the next couple of years. I think one of my favorite bits with Zimmer was when he complained about the Rams <clears throat> locker room at SoFi and how it's perfectly designed yeah. so that like teams can't have really large meetings conveniently. Oh, my God. And someone mm-hmm. quote tweeted but, it and just said, like, LOL, people act like Mike Zimmer's changing anything at halftime. Yeah, like, <laughs> not changing any strategy. Well, I, mean, I thought the interesting thing about the article was just uh, how he, uh, the team was kind of, I guess, in, in Gessling's words, dumbfounded that he he went through all these myriad of things from a. Peterson's injury, uh, you know, the Bridgewater situation, all the stuff that had happened that was out of his control. Well, mm-hmm. welcome to the NFL. Exactly. I mean, it mean, happens just, to every team. Yeah, I mean, that's just, you can't use that as an excuse. And I know there's a lot of other things that happen, but, I, you know, look at Mike, Mike will get a, if Mike wants to take a year off and go down to Kentucky and, and, uh, Get on his tractor or, or yeah. hang out with his hottie or girlfriend. I was going to say, yeah. get on, or, get or, on, or, on his girl. Hunting. On his girl. Uh, that's a whole other story. I ran into her. Um, but um, <laughs> wait, I feel like we've got to go into that, that now. Now. Yeah, but I, I, the point is his phone will ring. Yeah. So he's mm-hmm. probably better off taking a year off. I mm-hmm. would. I just, mm-hmm. just, you know, figure it out. And But he knows his shit, man. I mean, he knows. And, and if, I'm a, if I'm a head coach and I want a guy to come in and teach defense to young players, and he doesn't have to worry about all the administrative stuff that he hated anyway, especially dealing with the media. Yeah, Zimmer's your guy. I mean, I, I wouldn't be afraid of hiring him because he knows a lot of stuff. And you talk to the, the veterans who, you know, the Harrison Smiths and Patrick Petersons, they love the guy for yeah. that. They learned a lot. Yeah. Yeah. He'd yeah, make right. us a great defensive coordinator on He would. Yeah. And yeah. I, think, I honestly, I, for his sake, I hope he takes a year off yeah. because I think he just needs, from a health standpoint, he is fried. Yeah. yeah you could tell, like, yeah. uh, from the physical standpoint, like, when we were seeing when we were you were playing all the warm warm climate games, he's wearing right. the t shirt oh. and the the V neck, and you're <laughs> yeah. like, okay, uh, Zim, I, uh. this guy comes home and just makes a mess of the and pantry. His face just mm. looked ruddy, and he looked he looked like put some sunscreen on. Yeah, he just didn't give a shit about his personal appearance, and that yeah that you're right. It's like presidential. Yeah, it yeah. took a toll, and I mean, you know, he's sitting you know, just stewing about stuff and and trying to fix it and demanding that they run the ball more for this game and it just you start losing focus on what what it takes to win figuring out I another did. day of how he can avoid seeling spielman in the hallways of the Vikings <laughs> yeah facility, like yeah. they're both walking yeah. down wow, that's a part that just that blows my me. mind man i, I know can't believe that shows a big place like, uh you can you can avoid people pretty well out there but okay not having a conversation with the gm but it's like what are we what are we like in high school with clicks and yeah. having grudges can't yeah. one of them reach out like hey uh rick let's let's talk or mike his girlfriend looked at his girlfriend and then something happened well and then you know, the whole thing that cousins started you know initiating these you know these meetings quarterback they never had done it like what i mean he's a quarterback why 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 aren't you talking to him? he's your guy initiated yeah he is the quarterback he's the leaders take charge of the situation you know it would have been crazy if hbo was out there doing hard knocks oh, he would never have allowed that no oh, no man no I, I know i love that I mean, that would have uncovered this season would have been a lot that amazing been, to watch it would have been, been like wow. wow this team makes that much money and right. like they're that dysfunctional dysfunctional yeah. like hard knocks like we can't do we can't do a show here. There's they're having no meetings. Yeah. <laughs> like, like yeah. what is going on at this facility? Yeah, the Wolves want to win. They they want to do everything they can. They're real estate people, but you mm. know they they want to win. They want yeah. to brag to their friends, and they uh, they're hell bent on doing everything they can to to get this to the right place. But it's not you can't blame them. Like the Twins franchise, you go well. They're not spending the money on pitching, and there's they're spending every dime they have that they can on, mm-hmm. on football. But they're yeah. you know, they're not football people. 
Well, yeah. so while we're kind of on this subject, we yeah. talked about some of your highlights. Yeah, your sports yeah, career. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we've been through a lot in Minnesota. Obviously, <laughs> we haven't even lived for a you lot of it. Are, yeah, no kidding. We're just at the <laughs> we, start. I, I was just stressed about this season, and you've done this for 50 years in Minnesota oh, sports and still have a good head of hair. Yeah, how yeah. about that? It's, yeah. it's well, insane. Well, thing is, well, you got to experience a couple uh, World Series. I yeah, really, yeah, that's, really that's incredible. Now, are there any moments that you can think of that were the most heartbreaking in sports? Well, locally, yeah. I mean, I, I, I honestly uh, have, to, have to go back to the Vikings because the 98 season to me oh, yeah. was the worst because I was very close with people in the organization. Number one, we talk about Johnny Randall. I, I was doing a show with Johnny and Eddie, and I was very tight with Chris Carter and you know, Moss's rookie year all over the map. But I knew you know, a guy who was executive of the year in the NFL, Jeff Diamond, I went to high school with. It was just one of those in-sync years where I was, I was doing special shows. I had a bar downtown. We were doing shows down there. And with Chris Walsh, and I mean, we had it going. Everything was just absolutely laid out perfectly for them to go to the Super Bowl and win it. Um, and um, that was that game, the Atlanta game. Um, I remember my son was in the stands. He was twelve at the time, I think. And and uh, you know, I had we had like eighteen tickets to Miami to go to the Super Bowl and mm-hmm. you know, all that kind of shit. And I had a field pass for him. So you're gonna be able to come right down on the field that the Vikings win, and you'll be able to watch something you'll never see, probably get in your lifetime. Yeah, <laughs> yeah never. And I remember, um, I remember at the two minute warning, we we're allowed to go on the field at, Met- at Metrodome. So the Vikings are up. Gary Anderson's getting ready to line up the kick, oh. and I I remember getting out of the press box, and I'm kind of half sprinting down the hallway down to the Metrodome to get to the field. And I'm saying to myself, son of a bitch, I'm, the Vikings are finally going to the Super Bowl. I can't <laughs> oh. believe it. And everybody in the stand, I'm walking, the tunnel opens up, and everybody's chanting, Super Bowl, Super oh, Bowl, God. Super no. Bowl. And, and so oh, um, yeah. Mike Morris, who was, again, another guy I worked with all year long, had told me Gary Anderson should never miss the field goal in practice that year. I mean – we're talking about practice, but mm-hmm. we're talking about he never yeah. missed one. And, you know, he, I don't know, he got the yips. He, he did. The, uh, Denny Green said the snap was a little high. It wasn't high. Mm-hmm. And uh, Stars, uh, Morris's snap was fine. Berger got the ball down. Gary just kind of double-clutched, if you watch it, a little bit, and dismissed it. But, again, it's like when Bill Buckner made there, the Vikings still led by a touchdown. Let's yeah. not forget that. People forget yeah. that. Oh, he missed the field goal. The Vikings could right. no stop him. Mm-hmm. And and Atlanta came down the field and and remember Robert Griffith had a ball right in his arms and he intercepts it and he drops it and then we went to overtime. Then you know they were screwed and uh, it was just when that game ended. It was uh, I mean Chris Carter was bawling on the field. I had a really good relationship with him. We did special like one on one interviews and I asked him even like how he's going to feel during the the national anthem of the Super Bowl. So all of it was really yeah. crushing. And I, I, I remember I was, I was, you know, people say, well, I'm a media guy. That year was special. I did, after that, even the New Orleans Favre year, I stopped being that emotionally involved with the team and I've been mm-hmm. watching forever. That year just, it, it wiped me out because I, I, I was like, more from a, not because I knew the people really well. I was really close to the team. Uh, I wanted them to win. I was sharing it with my son. And then that shit happened. And it was like, oh, yeah. my God. And it had other, obviously, 2001, 41 Donut, and, you know, obviously the, the Favre game, uh, throw across your body, 12 men in the field, da 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 Anyway, but that was the year. They were a hellacious team. And, unfortunately, I'm saying it's Denny Green's fault. And they, they played Arizona in the previous game when they beat the crap out of him at the, the Dome. <clears throat> and, and, and Denny left uh, Johnny Randall in the game late in the game. 
and a teammate landed on his knee at the end of the game on a tackle, you know, otherwise routine play, and Johnny got hurt. And he was half the player in that NFC Championship game that he was. And that was probably a huge factor because he could barely push off on one leg. Of course, he was going to play. That screwed him up a little bit as well. So that was all. It was just to answer you. Yeah. It's crazy you mentioned Bill Buckner. At least uh, Gary Anderson didn't get treated like Bill Buckner did in Boston. Oh, man. That guy's life got ruined by one mistake he made. Yeah. And again, the same type of thing. was That that was game six. That wasn't game seven. Right. He didn't lose game seven. No. But uh, yeah, Gary was, I mean, I felt bad for him. He was going through, he was on my show a lot, and then he went through that off season was awful. He got a very uh, he got through went through. A, when I say a, I know the divorce, all divorces are probably bad. This was a bad divorce, uh, you know. And his his wife, the whole I don't want to even get into all that shit. But he he lost a whole bunch of weight, and he was a little guy. He came back and played one more year, but it was never he was never the same after yeah, that. Right. That's a great point. I like growing up. You're kind of always taught like, oh, if Gary Anderson makes this, like, they're, they're, they, you, know, you never like really know. Like, there's up by seven. It kind of blows. Yeah, your mind. it so, wasn't like he, it was game was tied or they were down. Yeah, by two that was just to my, put in the dagger. My right? perspective, yeah. my perspective growing up when my dad would be talking about it and be irate about it was that we were yeah we were down by one with like a second left and we, yeah. we missed it. Then I'm, I watched I rewatched highlights of the game a few years back. Yeah, I'm like oh wait, they wasn't like Blair Walsh. Them. No, oh. that and was. Then, um, that was the best offensive team I had ever seen in the NFL. Mm. Moss was unstoppable. I mean, he was absolutely – That's you know, the Packers had to change their draft after that. And uh, watching Randall Cunningham just throw the ball as far as he yeah. could, close his eyes and throw it as far as he could, and Randy coming down with it. And I remember talking – I covered that team for every single game. And I remember about Moss. They played the Bears in Chicago, and after that game, he didn't have a big game offensively, but he he sprung Carter on a on a touchdown, and I remember interviewing him after the game and talking about that that block. And he goes, "Look, at, if I want to be the best wide receiver to ever play this game, that's the kind of stuff I have to do." And it was like, "Holy crap!" It was, he opened up a vein, which you know he would be almost like bipolar sometimes with, mm. with uh, his uh, interviews. But when he was, he wanted to be on, he was on that. He was on that particular moment. And people just talk about though the Vikings' uh, terrible luck or terrible play, like yeah. in in. Super Bowls, but like NFC Championship games, because even before like the '97 game, wasn't there one in like '88 right. against Washington with Jerry? Yeah, Burns? that was uh, that was a strike short year in '87, yeah. and um, the Vikings had sprung a couple upsets. I, I've been covering that team. They went into uh, um, New Orleans, beat the Saints. Uh, Anthony Carter had a big game. Then we went out to San Francisco, and San Francisco had both Joe Montana and Steve Young on the team. And to imagine that that Bill Walsh benched. Joe Montana and put in a guy named Steve Young because Montana wasn't getting the job done. And the Vikings torched him that they with Wade Wilson and, and Darren Nelson and Anthony Carter. And so, okay, that, that got him to the NFC Championship game against a, just an ordinary Washington team. Yeah. And they weren't great. Doug, and it's just, the Vikings just didn't play as well. And then the Darren Nelson play was poor Darren. And I, Darren was on my show all the time. You know, he, they, again, that would have just tied the game. Uh, they wouldn't, wouldn't have put it, to, they wouldn't have won it for him. But, they threw a pass to him, and yeah, he dropped it. He should have caught it, but again, so a million other things happened in that game, and that was the year too, where you go. Denver was not a good team that went, that the Washington beat the crap out of them in the Super Bowl that year. They weren't very good. The Vikings would absolutely won the Super Bowl that year. Do you believe that Minnesota sports are cursed or no? You have to believe it. Yeah, I mean, I think that uh, after all this time, I mean. How do the Twins go as long as they have without winning a fucking playoff? That, yeah, that's I bad. I'm that's sorry. I think that's, that's the longest streak in I all mean, of sports. That's, I mean, I I was you, know, you guys weren't around, but in '87 and '91, and I grew up with watching those guys with the Twins, and 
and uh, you know, culminating in '87 when they you know lost 102 games in 1982, and that same team basically wins the World Series and beats Detroit. And you know, ever since, and then '91, of course, with you know what happened with, with Kirby and Jack Morris, blah blah blah. Uh, but ever since then, I mean, I, it's hard to imagine that you can't. You haven't won a oh, what's it, 18 in a row? They've That's lost something, like something like that, and specifically. Specifically this damn year. I don't even know why we still have the, we're, the hanky in oh, here. Where they called it the Bomba Squad, oh, but yeah. we can't hit a fucking home run against well, the Astros. That was could get a hit against the Astros. Well, I think, so bad. Wasn't, wasn't that the Yankees year? That was. Okay. But still, they tried that, to carry that it over the next year. That year was an as well. Well, I mean, yeah. they had a special group in that, you know, the 87-91, where guys had played together for a long time. And, you know, it, uh, you had dominant pitchers, uh, obviously Frankie Viola, but, you know, this is still, I mean, the, I know the Yankees. It's not just the Yankees, you mm-hmm. said. I mean, I, I don't know. But so the believe in the jinxes, I don't think that's a jinx. I don't, you're, just, you're, not, you're just not playing well. I, I think I think there's some brightness to look forward to. I really do think this could be a special year for the Minnesota Wild. I mean, uh, I watched the game today, and they, you know, they lost in a, in a shootout, but so what? I mean, um, They're down, like, what, seven starters or yeah, something like Colorado's that? Colorado's won, like, 14 straight on yeah, home ice. Yeah, but, I mean, and, it's – you. It, all the conversation, getting back to your question, is starts with the playoffs. I mean, yeah. it playoffs. Doesn't, it doesn't <laughs> matter. Yeah, you finished first. I mean, the Blues won the Stanley Cup a couple of years ago. They were the last team in, weren't yeah. they? Yep. Yeah. So, I mean, you don't. It doesn't matter until it gets to the playoffs. It's all about making money right now for the owners and everybody, and just positioning yourself to stay as healthy as possible when you get to the playoffs. Yeah. Then, then you got to go because no one remembers what these regular season games are like. I it think, doesn't matter if you have yeah. home ice or not home ice. It's all. It's just you got to you got to play your best at that time, and they just haven't. I think the twins need to consult like a witch or something. She yeah. needs to bring <laughs> yeah. bring a cauldron into Target oh, Field man. and you but, know like yeah, throw, I, I throw some game. horse hair in there. <laughs> I mean, I thought they avoided the Yankees. I've been to Yankee Stadium too many times watching the Twins play there, and they did have some success when Santana was pitching. But you know, when they thought they got Houston and the home field. That was 2020, right? That's what yeah, they did. They could get the ball out of the infield. Yeah, they were the and worst then, team to ever make the or like the because they like eight teams made it for from every uh, league. Right. So well, they had, everyone like, on Houston record. was hitting below 300. Know, like how two yeah. they, they were but, all playing terrible because I don't know. Yeah, it's okay. uh, it's been like that. You guys missed out on a lot of it. Hopefully, you're gonna you, your generation will change it. So. See, I ended up buying into the curse when I'm, it was like a year and a half ago, where uh, the loons and the MLS like they make yeah. it to the the, the semifinals. Oh, I know, of course, yeah. Never, a brand I, new I've team. never Seattle Sounders. Game. Yeah, I've never yeah. watched a game of like MLS my whole life. I'm like, we're up three to zero. Yeah. I want to watch a team go to the championship. Turn right. it on. They just score like four or in five in ten minutes <laughs> left know. in the game. They drop two goals and lose in like a, a shootout Un- or something. Unbelievable. That's People, what I bought in. People were like, oh, they're the nude Minnesota team. They just made it. They're right. here. They're immune to all these yeah, curses. They're they not, literally, they're, they're not nope. from. They're not from this country. No, yeah. no. Yeah. It's just a brand new sport. This can be different. Nope. They yeah. literally fall right into like well, the Minnesota sports you know, curse I, trap. I, I know. I've seen some success, obviously, you know, um, being around the, you know, Cheryl Reeve and the Minnesota Lynx and, and the Gophers and a couple of things that, you know, seen some great things. And, uh, but, you know, it, it, until it's all about the, honestly, it's about the Vikings more than anything. It, this is a Vikings town. And unless, they get to the big game and and finally cash in. Uh, that that's going to be, and maybe like my 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 buddy the common man says you gotta you got to embrace the the negativity and, and just sort of you know biblically bad sort of situation. But you can't you can't let your emotions get the best of you. Look what happened to Dallas. They started throwing 
bottles, bottles of yeah. team, and oh, trashy, most trashy fans in the yeah, league. I, yeah, they are, I couldn't stand the Cowboys. I was happy they lost. Yeah. The worst fans. Well, I had mentioned a few times when I went to the Cowboys game this this year. Obviously, just terrible game, losing to Cooper, Cooper Rush. Rush. Cooper Rush. But they what were does the, that tell you? They were the most <laughs> annoying fans on the planet. They were. They were everywhere and, too. And they yeah. were just like uh, every one of them was just saying, "This is our year." You're so right. I was rooting. Well, for them to lose, they, so hard. they talk about teams that choke or can't win. I mean, yeah, what they've they've. I was last time they were in an FC Championship game. I think they've only what, what, born. won three playoff games in the yeah, last twenty eight yeah, years. America's also, team. Can we talk about how Jerry Jones fucked up building that stadium? Oh, how about in the, the, in the sunlight? <laughs> I was at the old stadium where they had the hole in the roof, you know, and that's where the Vikings won the NFC Championship game in my my rookie year and Chuck Foreman's rookie year in seventy three. Uh, of course, they lost the Super Bowl that year too, but. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I, I love the fact that you know what just somebody's backyard. They punt the ball and it goes off the scoreboard. Yeah, and then for <laughs> half the game, the players are blind. I know, I know. <laughs> it's it's like you could have built it the other way, uh, Jerry. Just... Rotate at night. How all the advisors he has and yeah, all the smart people that I he put it. in a room to say build this stadium well, and they built it the wrong way. Again, they they have they probably feel worse than than yeah. Minnesota fans. I mean, about the Cowboys. I mean, mm. good. We've God. at least won some playoff games in the last. Well, yeah, a couple decades. Well, for the Vikings, though, they would have won their three Super Bowls because they made the Herschel Walker trade, and that gave them oh, three yeah. Super Bowls, basically. They they loaded up their team and were able to win, thanks to Mike Lynn and, yeah. and what happened with that. So. Did they win in 75 when on the notorious push-off on the OPI? Uh, oh, on the, uh, the Hail Mary pass? Yeah, on the Hail Mary pass. Because uh, I think that, that was, was the NFC Championship game, wasn't it? It wasn't the NFC Championship oh. game. It was a game that they had to win to win the next round. But the Vikings probably oh. would have won that year. That was right. a great football mm-hmm. team. That was maybe one of the best football teams ever. Um, but yeah, I think, I don't know who won the Super Bowl that year. Yeah. I honestly don't probably Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. They did. Pittsburgh. Thank you. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. That's why I have so, producer. Exactly. Right. Producer. Producer Cam. Producer Cam. <laughs> doing, nice doing goal, work. man. Nice yeah. work. <laughs> Thanks, man. Well, b- before we move into kind of our signature rapid fire, uh, okay. just, just a final question for sure. you. Do you guys had anything is uh, who's your Super Bowl pick this year? Wow. Um, I, uh, sentimentally, um, I'd love to see. The Bengals win because I love Joe Burrow. I just think that mm-hmm. kid's got something special. Mm-hmm. I don't think they are going to win. Um, I, I think, um, man, oh, man, oh, man, the NFC is really tough. I, I It's hard to pick against the old man. Um, it just <laughs> is. I, I know that they have a lot of things going for him, but Brady is just in another sphere somewhere. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I don't know. I guess uh, deep down I probably, I probably go with uh, see if they can repeat again. I want the damn Packers to get there, but um, I Chiefs look good though. Chiefs look good, but yeah, I think I, I think the Chiefs are gonna I think the Chiefs are gonna lose next week to Buffalo. I oh, that's getting back. Yeah, I want to see Buffalo in the Super Bowl. That'd be AFC great. Josh Vikings. Allen, <laughs> the uh, AFC Vikings. I'd love yeah. to see. Yeah, I'd love to see Josh Allen and, and Buffalo. I think Buffalo is gonna beat Kansas City. Uh, I just think they they gotta they gotta burr up their butt. And I think after what happened last year, uh, I love that team, and I think that's gonna be the game of the week. And uh, so I'll take uh, I'll take Buffalo and uh, Tampa Bay in the Super Bowl. You see that uh, what the Bills offense last uh, in the last playoff game was like the first time ever in NFL history where they scored touchdowns every single time. Unbelievable! That's so crazy. Yeah, again, again, it was that game was a beatdown. That was real fun to watch. But that that's what makes this week coming up to me the most fun weekend of the NFL season. That you got games going two games on Saturday, two games on Sunday. It's like March Madness, Sweet Sixteen. You got get through the first weekend. Get rid of the riffraff, and now let's go. <laughs> get rid of the Steelers. Yeah. Yeah, get rid of the Steelers. Just eliminate the them. Eagles. I couldn't be so, happy. Oh, the, the Eagles. Eagles They're <laughs> terrible. Oh, man. That was great. I hate no, their fans. That, I'm sorry. Those, those games, like, 
the first game of the day and the last game of the day. It was yeah. like, how the hell did the two of these teams make the playoffs? Well, expanded them. That's why. Because mm. the NFL wants money. Yeah. yeah, that's it. Well, it's like that two games alone. I think like each owner was going to pocket four million extra dollars from yeah. that. Like that's well, crazy. Yeah, fuck it. So they're game. happy. They they can play every night if they could. They get away with it. Yeah, they'd yeah, expand it. They'd expand it to ten teams if, they, if someone had their way. Yeah, There's someone yeah. in, in amongst sure. the owners sure. and stuff. They would just right. keep ex- extending. Well, they extended it, but... you know they extended the season and then players they had to balk at that for a while. But you know it's all about the money. You know, yeah, right. seventeen games. I got uh, one last question here on yeah. my end. Is it true that you were actually the first person at the hospital and Carly Zucker gave? Birth? Yes, that is. How did that happen? Uh because I knew Carly was giving birth, she had a C-section plan, and I stopped and got gifts for, you know, I knew they were having a boy. And let's just say my timing wasn't great. Uh, so I got to the hospital thinking, all right, I'll just wait until, you know, Carly's back in her room and the, the baby's there. And, and all of a sudden they go, no, just go back to whatever room. I went, okay, Carly's not even there yet. <laughs> oh, and, and, wow. But, but she goes, my dad was more excited to see you than uh, than 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 the baby basically. Yeah. And so I show up and Jason's there, of course, uh, and and uh, it was funnier than hell. We made a great bit, and oh, I brought, yeah. and all of a sudden I'm holding the baby and. And Carly's there, and she's laughing, and she's smiling, she's on drugs, she's. Just- <laughs> 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 but yeah, I was I was there uh, for for the uh, for the moment. Yeah, that's uh, awesome. Great family, Sweet. I love them the yeah. pieces. Jason, I can't believe Jason's only freaking thirty. I mean, he's yeah, he's nuts. done a lot. I mean, that, he's a good that dude, was, man. We had him in uh, for a podcast once, and really? we're all looking around. We're like, I swear, we've been watching him since we were five. Years I know, old. I know. Yeah. It's, it's been so long. How is he thirty? It's crazy. I know. Still well, so much more to get. Pretty, you yeah. Know. To yeah, play, good, great family, great family. He uh, he actually gave us a signed stick. It's up in our. I saw uh, it. I think. Yeah. yeah, that's cool. Yeah, we partnered with them on a golf so, yeah. tournament. So yeah, he, I was, I was there. Yeah, down. I was there yeah. for Hendricks' birth, basically. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. But then you, you're pretty much part of the Zucker family, right? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, you're yeah. basically Carly's. That Carly's point. my gal. Yeah, right. exactly. Yeah. Well, before we wrap up, I have one more thing. I kind of want to leave Minnesota fans on a, on a positive note because sure. I feel like we've just yeah, been more yeah beating them down more again. negative. But like you've had obviously over 50 years of a career in mm-hmm. in Minnesota sports. I mean, what was your favorite moment? Well, no doubt, uh, a miracle on ice. I mean, Minnesota yeah. players and being there with yeah. Herb Brooks in 1980. Uh, nothing, nothing uh, would ever top that because it's impossible because it'd never be duplicated. And I happen to be there to be able to cover the games. That's insane. And I had my ticket stub from the Russian game, and and it was it was you, you were we were isolated. They didn't have the internet. They didn't have all that kind of you know stuff that we have today. But I knew how big a deal it was when they won the game, and and interviewing Herb Brooks after the game because he gave me access, and and growing up basically with all those Minnesota players, so uh, emotional to say the least. And then Sunday morning when they beat Finland to win the gold medal, and, and the, the ceremony and everything that went on, and. And going back in 2005 for the 25th year, and when they renamed the rink for for Herbie, and, and the whole team came back, and, and uh, Patty Patty Brooks's wife was there, and the whole family. And I felt you know a real kinship to all those people, and they're still close. I just emceed a thing they had a few months back, which I wish they would put in a big uh, uh, auditorium. It, basically, the entire team was there. Was that the golf tournament thing at Mystic? Yes. Yeah. Yes. I, I, w- I wanted to get a team for that. And yeah. I'm like, oh, it's a thousand dollars team. Like, yeah. Like- I emceed that event that night, and and uh, I mean. You know, Ruzioni was there, all those guys. So I, it was a roundtable thing, went on for quite a while, but I wish someone had broadcast it because I've never been able to ask all those guys questions to find out what's going on behind the scenes. And it was like one of those things where I'm thinking, damn, this should be on cable right now. I mean, yeah. people would be going nuts to hear all these stories. I mean, yeah. there were, I mean, stuff I'd never heard before, even. And I've been around these guys forever. So that was it. I mean, yeah. Minnesota sports, but they were Minnesota players, and, along with the Boston ones. And that was, uh, <laughs> 
That was the best. Well, yeah. and being yeah. kids of the internet, like, can you guys imagine what it would have been like oh, on social yeah. media? Oh, yeah. The buzz. Well, I, I mean, the game imagine. wasn't televised live, so yeah. I, mean, I went on the air at six twenty. I called in uh, on a phone and uh, called, broke into Channel Four in the sports, and said. I, I used the old line. I uh, said, so "You believe in miracles?" And Al yeah. Michaels heard me and, and ripped my line off. But, oh yeah! <laughs> oh yeah! Wow. Damn! But uh, Al, I mean, you know, that yeah. was on, on the, the game was on the radio, but people didn't. I mean, the game was over, and like people didn't know. Yeah. The, the, com- the Olympic Committee would not change the time of the game uh, to prime time, even though the uh, the ABC had asked for it. So they said, "All right, we got to play it at four o'clock in the afternoon." That's when the game was played out Lake Placid. Well, I, yeah, I heard. I'm not sure if this is true, but the players got to watch the replay after. They did. Too, that would be so oh, cool. We went to awesome. a, the bar <laughs> across the street, and um, oh man, uh, it was psychotic. I mean, it, the whole thing was psychotic, and and uh, great relationships with all those guys. You know, Robbie McClanahan and Neil Broughton, and you know, I went back. I never saw the locker room. I went back in 2005, and Neil Broughton. You know, his, they they came from very you know, modest means. They could never afford to. Even his, his mom and dad could come out to Lake Placid. So in 2005, here's Neil showing his dad. And the locker room was maybe like the size of this room. Yeah. Oh, I'm not yeah, kidding. That, it's not like, the, not the, like that movie Miracle. It's not that. Yeah. It was very small. Yeah. All, of, all the jerseys were hung up exactly the way. But he said, dad, locker room number five. Here we are. Mm-hmm. And um, Nothing fancy. Just No, yeah. like Braemar Arena. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's insane. Yeah. So yeah. one of like the best, most competitive hockey games in like our history. It was just a very yeah, was, I mean, simple Set up. David versus Goliath. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was something else. And like I said, it never happened again. I mean, now we don't have the NHL playing this year, so we've got a bunch of college kids going over there. But Hey, let's do it again. Let's, let's do it do again. It's a whole different again. situation. Yeah, way different. This, well, yeah. well, honestly, Russia's going to have the advantage again because all the Russians play in the KHL, so they're essentially right. going to have a pro team against they are. college They are. Well, not, at least we're not letting them have Kaprizov, though, or yes. Ovechkin. Well, That's we true. Can't refer to them as Russia. They're the yes. independent committee of Whatever Russian athletes or Soviet uh, communist uh, uh, friends like and that. comrades. Yeah, exactly. I think that's it. Or really quick, speaking of Miracle, and you knew – you obviously knew Herb Brooks and, and talked Very to well. him. And yeah. did, did, did Kirk Russell, did Kurt Russell play a better Herb Brooks than Herb Brooks himself? Uh, I think <laughs> I, I think he may have. I'll, I'll tell you, yeah. the story, I was, Herb was a scout for the Pittsburgh Penguins. And I was um, I was up at the at, at XL Center with, with watching a wild game on a random night. And I saw Herb sitting over there. I went over and started talking to him. And I, I had his, his card, you know. Herb's, Herb Brooks called Pittsburgh Penguins. Mm-hmm. And so I said, what are you up to? He goes, well, I um, I just got back from Vancouver. Um, they're making a movie. They, ah, you know, he always downplayed. Ah, they're <laughs> making, they asked me to come up as a consultant. They're making a movie about Miracle. Uh, and, and Kurt Russell, who's a big hockey guy, and his son played hockey, I guess, uh, is, is playing me. And and Herb always, honestly, always kind of like downplayed the whole thing. And I said, wait, is this another one of those made-for-TV movies? He goes, no, this is like Disney's making this movie. And Kurt Russell's playing me. And I said, holy crap, that sounds like it's incredible. Yeah. I said, you know, um, I said, well, Herb, but what's kind of a big deal, wasn't it? And he goes, yeah, I guess yeah. it was. You know? <laughs> but, yeah, he played um, he played him really, really, really well. I mean, the old line about Patty Brooks, when they made this awful, god-awful TV movie with, with um, um, what was his name, the actor? I can't remember his name, who played – Played Herb and, and her, Patty goes well. If, if Robert Redford plays Herb, I'm going to play myself. Yeah, you know, but yeah. yeah, that movie was a piece of shit. This that movie was <laughs> mm-hmm. great. Miracle was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. I, I I got goosebumps watching. It was pretty true to life too. Yeah, that's what introduced it to to us. You know, when the, we were the growing whole thing. up. The sure, whole thing. absolutely. And, yeah, I mean, you guys seeing that and and uh, 
A lot of that stuff happened as as it was uh, described in the movie. No doubt about it. Incredible. We always love like reciting the lines like, you want me to take your test? I'll take oh, your test. Is yeah. that what you right. want? I know. I'm I don't just want the wanting... kid who wouldn't take the test. And yeah, that prick exactly. over there, cheap shots me, takes that ring one off my finger. Yeah. yeah. I'm just wondering whose side uh, you're had, on. Hey, listen, they, the Boston Minnesota players oh, man. fucking hated each yeah. other, too. They oh, were yeah, at it that. all the time. Yeah, during practice. Those story, oh, those stories were legendary, yeah. and rightfully so. They definitely made it work. But, yeah, Mark, this has been a blast. Thanks, oh, thanks so man. much I for joining it. us. Thank yeah. you. Really quick, before you go, we sure. got we got a signature rapid fire. Okay. We just ask you, you ask you 10 quick questions. Quick. Okay. All right, ready? Yep. So you're on a deserted island all by yourself, and you get only one alcohol of choice. What's it going to be? Vodka. Vodka. There we go. Okay. I, I struck you. I thought you were like a, a bigger wine guy. I am wine, but I think if I'm going to be on a desert by myself, yeah. I want Tito's vodka and a yeah. lot of Tito's. it. Tito's. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just, 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 the wine ain't going to do it for me. Yeah. No, no. No, you want to be zonked. Yeah, I want to be zonked. Yeah. Uh, how many fourth graders could you fend off in self-defense? How many fourth graders? Mm-hmm. <sighs> a pretty big guy. Uh, probably about 10. 10 of them? Yeah. Okay. I think yep. so. Yep. Uh, favorite band of all time? Wow, wow, wow. I would have to say, I mean, my favorite musicians, right? I mean, my favorite music is like Earth, Wind, and Fire. I'm an old Motown guy, but I think Push Came to Shove. Um, you know, I, I, I would have to go with uh, uh, the Beatles. No question okay. about it. Yeah, yeah. I'm a big yeah. Beatles guy. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Uh, Who is the funniest person you've ever met? <laughs> Nick Swartzen. Oh, <laughs> man. That's, yeah. Nick, Nick is, uh, uh, God bless Nick. He's. He'd have me in stitches. Nick Swartz is the funniest man I've ever met. Yeah, I wouldn't doubt that. I mean, that. as far as a friend. Yeah. You know, I met Bill Murray. I've met a bunch of people. Are great, right. Obviously, great comedians. But being in Nick Swartz's presence and his mind is on fire, it's his, just amazing. His characters in all of his movies are just oh, crazy. insane. insane. They're, great, they're great amazing. human being. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Bench warmers. Yeah. 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 afraid of the sun. <laughs> he's, he's, he's so funny. Not a monster. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, favorite Minnesota sports athlete of all time from like a friendship perspective? Wow. Um well, Joe Maurer, not really. Joe is, I wouldn't say a friend because he's kind of reserved. Um, that's a really good question because the first person I thought of was the person I ran into tonight was Paul Molitor. Mm-hmm. And uh, just a special, a Minnesota athlete. Yeah. I'm sure I'm missing people, Dave Winfield. Uh, but, uh, you know, I think Paul, through the years, considering that Dave doesn't live here anymore, and I see when I see Paul and understand his accomplishments, I would say Paul Molitor. Okay. Yeah. Uh, really hard-hitting one. Does pineapple belong in pizza? Hell yes. I just had it the other night. I'm sorry. I'm, uh, you can draw the line of the sand, but I'm putting pineapple on my pizza. Line in the sand yep. has been drawn. Yep. Uh, it is war. If you were given an all-expenses-paid trip to Cleveland, Ohio, would you take it? Hell yes. I mean, just to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I mean, yep. I used to be, I spent too many times covering sports in Cleveland. It was a mistake by the lake. But now Cleveland's come way back. They, they, they it was. I haven't heard that one yet. Yeah, yeah I was called a mistake by the Lake Lake Erie. But oh, um, Cleveland's a pretty progressive city now. And, and honestly, just to go to the, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yeah. Oh yeah. If you said some other cities, uh, Jacksonville, and other places are just hell holes. Yeah. No, but uh, Cleveland, yeah, Cleveland, I'd absolutely go. Baltimore. Uh, Baltimore's okay, but yeah. is the football hall of fame close to there? Canton, Ohio. Yeah, uh, yeah. it's not that far. Okay, yeah, you yeah. can make a fun weekend. Yeah, you could. Yeah. Why, you could. Put, why? Why is the football hall hall of fame in Ohio? It seems well. Random. Canton wasn't that one of the first teams. It was the oh. first NFL yeah. teams. Okay, like so they're going back something. back yeah. to right, the beginning. Right, right, right. Yep. kind of thing. Okay, mm-hmm. got it. Um, would you rather? Uh, this is like a would you rather. So ro- always rock a mullet or always have your hair in a ponytail. Mullet. 
Mullet? Maybe. Yeah, I think so. Not I mean, man, I had my long Aaron hair. Aaron Rodgers man bun? No, no, no. Oh. Nothing for me. I just, uh, I, get, I get get the willies when I see that. I just, not not my thing. Yeah. So I'd definitely go mullet. I still like the high school hockey hair. You know, that's that's yeah. that's kind of cool shit. So. Yeah, that shouldn't be his mm-hmm. thing either, right. Aaron Rodgers. No. Uh, what's the worst fast food place? The worst? Oh, my God. I would say, um, for me, uh, what's the burger? What's the... Uh, Burgers in the in the bag that you get. Uh, White Castle. Yes. Yes. I, yeah, I was waiting for you to say White Castle. I can't. I had it the last time I had it. I swear to God, it was like forty years ago. You got. I mean, I played some basketball with an old anchor, John Don Shelby, and we were starving. We went to White Castle, and I had a bag of them, and I haven't had one since. <laughs> I was a good like, I was sick for like five days. You get a crave case. It's like twenty. No, of them in a I don't box. know how people can hit those. I don't. I mean, if I. If I if I had the munchies when I was I used to smoke dope all the time, I'd have them. But that's other than other than that, I can't imagine why anyone would like White Castle. They're like yeah. small, God bless them. Shit patties. I mean, yeah, that's was, what they are. And and like and like they, we've only, awful. We've only had it when we're like completely hammered. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Maybe twice in our life. Yeah, yeah exactly. That's yeah. You know what? A White Castle though is a great place to host a fight at four in the morning. Yeah, <laughs> we saw that in Vegas. Saw that yep. in Vegas. Yeah, my son lived by on Lake Street for a while, and and they're white. Every time I drive by it, I have to put my. My hand by my face, so I couldn't see it. You know? Yeah, I can't even yeah, look at it. PTSD. <laughs> White Castle. Honestly, exactly. White Castle is the perfect kind of Vegas food, right? You're going to be it bonkers. Is. Yeah, you're already going to be doing some old some Vegas. Messed not up now. There's too many good choices. Yeah, right. Exactly. A final question. Sure. If the movie was made about your life. Who plays you? I would say, um, wow. Uh, I'd love to have like Kevin Costner play me, but um, I, I'm trying to think who kind of a, you know that kind of a character. Uh, Costner would would be good because he he knows sports and kind of you know kind of a cool dude man I'd like mm-hmm. that I don't yeah. Costner's a good, a good option he good uh, actor. Yeah. he played music at the state fair I know year. that was yeah. so weird when we, I, yeah, I, yeah I did not know yeah. He did so that. yeah we were we were doing like a K fan live thing and we're yeah. like oh yeah who's playing here tonight we're like uh, Q and A and then live show from Kevin yeah. Costner wow. I'm like that's interesting yeah he's in a band a lot of those guys okay. love to dabble in rock and roll yeah. they talented yes yeah. yeah. he's very talented. Yeah. Well, yeah. Thanks again so much. My pleasure, for guys. I had a blast. Yeah. Any any final words you want you want to say? Um, no, I just think this is great. I think this is what um, the future of uh, kind of you know of, of personalizing um, the way you connect with people. I, I I just think that the internet you know can be a really cold, kind of distant sort of thing, and I think people are craving these sorts of discussions. And I think the more the merrier. And you guys do a really good job. But I, I think it's it's important because. Uh, people are pretty isolated in their lives right mm-hmm. now. It sucks with COVID mm-hmm. and everything. And I think it, I'm hearing more and more people kind of latch on to things and think that, you know, that's why I love about working with the power trip and everything, because it becomes like, hey, you're, we're part of the family, man. You're, you're as goofy as you guys are, as screwed up as you are. <laughs> yeah, no, we, um, yeah. It, yeah. We're, we're, it's Our day is not complete without hearing you. And that's when I hear that kind of feedback, I'm going, man, I, I, that's why I love still doing what I'm doing with radio. Radio is so good. It's so much fun. Oh, yeah. And so I, I hats off to you guys. Keep it rolling. Yeah, right. yeah we'll we have to have you back it, for sure, Mark. Absolutely. So, yeah. Hey, time, man. All right, folks. All right. Well, thanks for listening. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Hey, Aaron. Rumors were circulating that a 10-year-old kid at Walmart said that, quote-unquote, your hair is so greasy that you'd look like you'd fornicate with your cousins if you actually talk to them. Uh, what are your thoughts on that kid? I think he's a bum. I think he's an absolute bum. He doesn't know me. I don't know who he is. No one knew who he was probably until yesterday's comments, but... All right, folks, welcome back to It's a Bit, presented by 10,000 Takes. we got our final segment, Guys Doing Business. This is a new one. By the way, just a quick backstory. Guys Doing Business is a bit we created where, like, 
you get these dudes on Instagram who say they're entrepreneurs. They they talk about like creating relationships and like building a brand and and like big things coming, and they don't actually do anything. I think they throw in words like crypto, and they have no idea what crypto is or yeah. like stock prices. Yeah. Yep. I also love you know we own 10k right, so it's always fun to be like as a small business owner. You know that's yep. a great fit as well. So we're guys doing we're entrepreneurs. It's just kind of idiots who just think that they're like Jeff Bezos. That's kind of mm-hmm. where the bit comes from, yep. but. The way this is going to work is uh, a few days ago, we all picked a certain topic of business ideas to come up with, and there's a theme to it, and we all come up with three. So this week's theme is create an app like Tinder. So you know, you swipe left, Tinder's a dating app where if you like someone, you swipe right, you don't like them, you swipe left, it matches you, you can message, and people end up fucking. Um, and, you, and then kids get made. I wonder how many Tinder babies are out there. STDs are spread. Surprised Tinder's not trying to like collect commission on children. Like, oh, you had that baby. Like, we get ten percent of like everything that baby generates from revenue. It's part yeah. of the contract. You signed up for it. You know, they could throw. Well, something obviously, people say Tinder's like a hookup site, but like, I know one of our own guys, Eli. Like, he met his longtime girlfriend through Tinder. So you mm. can find legitimate. Not a sponsor love. of the not show. A, not no. a sponsor, but no. you can find legitimate love through Tinder. Allegedly. allegedly. Yeah, I was gonna say allegedly. Is it legit? I don't know. Time will tell. Dude, someone someone week. found my doppelganger on Tinder, but it's a chick. It's a chick who looks just like me. Her name is Gina. I think she lives out in Utah. Oh. She looks down to like a science. Looks exactly like me. I might need to have a conversation with my parents it, on it, that one. It's, it's fate. Well, yeah. I would at first have have a conversation to make sure she's not blood a uh, blood relative, and if she's not, go after her. Fly down <laughs> to Utah. They don't have alcohol in Utah. Uh, do though. some notebook bit or something. Well, you know, they're always like, you know, hey, this I have my dad's eyes, my mom's nose. You don't have to worry about that with this. It's just all going to be you. Well, and my buddies are I, like, when they send me like two different of two different friends got this woman and they sent sent me pictures of her and she's got short hair like me, black hair, you know, like slightly tanner skin than me. But um, and then I asked all my friends like, hey, did you swipe right on her? And they're like, no. I'm like, that makes me feel really terrible about myself because you basically swiped left on me. Yes, mm-hmm. the female like, version. I'd want my friends to want to fuck me. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> That's a cut to the throat. Damn it, friends. You're not you're not real friends if you don't want to bang the, ver- the woman version of me. But all right. Anyways, let's get into it. So uh, let's start with you, Wags. What do you got for your uh, guys doing business Tinder apps this okay. week? My very first one is going to be Tinder for out-of-market sports fans. And I like watching Boss Man be a Colts fan here in Minnesota has given me this idea. Like, wouldn't it be great? Like, let's say you're a big Minnesota Vikings fan, but you live in, I don't know, North Dakota. Ah, that's a bad example because they're all Vikings fans. You live in New York, right? If you could just quickly go on Tinder... On like you, you filter by Minnesota Vikings fans, and you start swiping right or left, and you get a little crew to start watching the game like out of the state. You know, I think that's a great idea and something that people would really want to get behind. Yeah, yeah. You build up a group of people too. You either go to the game with them, go to a bar, local bar, and just get just get hammered and shit faced with the other sport lovers. Yeah, like wouldn't you love Boss Man to find a bunch of Colts fans? Right oh here yeah, together I had a game? few in college, which was nice. But I remember looking up on a Reddit thread like Colts bars in Minneapolis. Someone's like, I just moved from Indiana. Any Colts bars in Minneapolis and some douchebag was like, no one likes the Colts here. <laughs> Shut up. Like, so he's just being okay. This is if that, this was a maybe a uh, Cowboys fan. Or a Colorado Avalanche fan, for that matter. Yeah, that would be appropriate. But this is an Indianapolis Colts fan. They're yeah, they're, they're harmless. I I, uh, I did go to the preseason game 
with you guys was Colts and Vikings, and I one in every hundred fans was a Colts fan, and we'd like high five every time we walked by. And then I'd be like, Jack, stop! So no, cool. and you're like, fuck you, Jake. Well, yeah, see, and that's something like I've never like I've never had to actually like imagine being a fan of another team like you are of the mm-hmm. Colts, right? But you've literally your whole entire life never had someone to be like, yeah, let's go and give a know, high five every game or something. I only got people I can text, which is fine, yeah. or people it's, just verbally assault me on Twitter. Well, no, it's a it's a cool feeling though when you're somewhere else. Like this is very different for you too, like being like way out of market. It, but like I've just gone down to Iowa or Wisconsin for like Gopher games, which you're gonna have Gopher fans obviously travel there. But it is mm-hmm. weird when you see a bunch of the opposing teams and you see one of your fans like, oh yeah, yeah. go Gophers. You know, it, it's a right. uh, it's, it's cool though. It's, it's it's a cool feeling. All right, well, Jake, what do you got for your first one? I have Tinder for Uber slash Lyft, so you get to select your driver. Yes. Um, and essentially they they can maybe swipe right on you or left. I would assume it would be you know. It would, They'd be on their side as well, but this would allow you to be able to look into, you know, the make of the model of their car, maybe what their interests are. I don't know. Like, as, as, a, as a person, you can gauge if they are, are going to be a good, suitable driver because after our shitty experience in our Uber going to the Better Edge party last weekend, they need to have something. We should see how much gas they have in their car, too, because uh, our Uber driver during that game pulled away without any fuel in his uh, or that party, he didn't have any gas in his car, yeah. and it was an issue the entire time. Like he was freaking out. He's like, "There's no gas it, in my I would car." Give him one star. In a I'm, I'm like, yeah. dude, aren't you? Aren't you reading? Aren't you looking at your gas gauge before you hear any sort of before you get any sort of notification in your vehicle that you're low on gas? Like right. I always am looking at the fuel gauge. Like, oh, I could fill well, up. And that same Uber driver was unrolling the wind. He was wearing a big puffy coat, and he was unrolling the windows like just randomly, and it would be rolling back up. in the car. Then he'd roll him back up, roll him back down, yeah. and then he was asking us constantly where we're going. Like, what exit do I take? Look at look at your phone. <laughs> he literally had a phone in his lap and then some old shitty GPS. That yeah. sucks so much. Yeah. It's so, so strange. And I then, agree. When uh, Boss Man and Donna and all of us, we went to the AEW, we had like this Uber driver who was like, hey, you guys want any food? You guys, I have condoms. He was the best. He had mints, yeah. water. That's like, fucking he awesome. Had, not, the condoms were also flavored. He's like, I got mint chocolate chip. I got yeah. strawberry. He had flavored condoms. It was, was very and we were like, And we were like, how much is it? And he was like, it's free. You can take whatever you want for free. It was the best Uber driver we've ever had. Right. See, and, 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 and fellow consumer, on this app, we would show you what condiments and sort of, uh, uh, I should say, uh, condiments and uh, what utilities are well, involved with the vehicle. And I like, Jake, how you pointed out it's a two-way street. Like, if you get Becky and all of her friends, like, I'd probably decline that mm-hmm. drive because you're going to hear her crying about Connor and screaming, and probably she'll end up vomiting. A lot of mascara mascara dripping into your, on your seats, and then, yeah. yeah, a lot of vomiting, pissing, maybe. I don't know. So yeah. what you're saying is beneficial to both the driver and the consumer. It is. Not going to lie, is. though. They would probably swipe left on you considering you're going to throw up outside of their vehicle, and then uh, you're going to you're gonna have to go to the wrong house, and then they're gonna feel bad, and you're gonna get guilted into driving you back to the right city. So you yeah, might, you might get swiped left on. Yeah, I might that, get swiped left on. That's the beauty of it. It's the transparency of the app. I like it very quickly. Invest, Inve- investors, possibly you. Uh, okay, so my first uh, one I got here is a Uber for, or sorry, Tinder. Jesus, Tinder for milfs. So uh, you know, obviously, there's an age range on Tinder, but I feel like for Jake, you specifically. Um, there might be a better system where these older women can specifically seek out young men seeking out older women instead of you know what I mean? And instead of like the 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 uh 
the fake scam version that you'd probably see on the internet. Like this right. is a legitimate, this is a legitimate app, like cougar hunting. There, there have to, so there'd be like some restrictions, though, right? Like the women, they would have to be like a, like thirty five or older, right? Something like that, and the men would have to be like eighteen or nineteen to like. And you 30. verify your age with ID. Yes, <laughs> you take a picture, yeah, it yeah. scans it. We're thinking this out, okay? So like, a, so not just for like for like cougars, though, right? In a way, right? Tinder for cougars. Tinder for cougars. Or, uh, or for younger women who are dating older men who want to be sugar daddies. Sugar daddies, there you know, we go. Like you, you get a doctor, Daddy. You get a doctor who's like 60 dating like a 20-year-old chick. Like that, and you see it happen all the time. Mm-hmm. Find my sugar daddy. Money yeah. talks. Find right. your, how about you find you his sugar mommy, Jake? Uh, I may, that, that, that might be true. Might be true, and then I could do this with this app. We got to develop this right now. Okay, yeah. So I, very I want it, and I want it now. Yeah, this is for very, very oh. large gaps in age oh. range. Okay, Wegs, what's your second one? Dude, mine's going to be Tinder for video games, right? No one wants to play a video game alone, and there's so much cool video games that like your friends are never going to buy. So why not go on an app like Tinder where you can you see some douchebags, you swipe left, but you see the perfect video game partner, someone who's. Not like going to take it too seriously, but they're going to have a good time, make some jokes, and have fun with. That's what I want to go for. Like super, super. You want a much. screaming six year old kid? No, I don't. Yeah, that's um, that's something with VR. Like, like if you play any game, it's something mm. with screaming children. Like yeah. online, it's the fucking worst. <laughs> like, I want to talk to someone over the age of sixteen. Even I'll even <laughs> lower the eight from eighteen to sixteen for fuck's sake. But I did do some research, and there's actually like a service called Kippo. Which is a dating service for gamers, mm-hmm. and you got to think there's there's not a, like there's probably a bunch of horny men on there, but there's not going to be much women, or if it's going to be like someone hacking pretending to be a woman, right? Like, oh, that's all it is. I, I feel like almost every woman on there is uh, uh, probably some dude from yeah, some some dude in the, a trailer park or a guy in China. Do you or remember uh, in high school we uh, we went to Burnsville High School, uh, JJ and I, and. The biggest talk at our school for like two weeks was like someone from the city of Burnsville who walked around the mall a lot was on the show Catfish. Do you remember that? Yeah, I think he lived in Savage actually. Yeah, kind of like right around where we grew up, and he, he was, was allegedly hard. Yeah, he yes. was very much so Catfish, just like almost every person is when they get involved in a relationship where they well they never let me video chat with them, but they're legit and I love them. And I send them money. Yeah, that makes and hair. No sense. And, and hair and hair or whatever underwear anything because I love them. All right, Jake, what's your next one? So this one is a little strange, but I think this would work. So hear me out. As a Shark Tank might buy into this, but it's Tinder for druggies, you know, stoners or druggies. You know, it may involve, uh, you know, it could be an app that's not on the App Store if people want to develop this for illegal drugs. The Silk Road. Um, but it could also be legal for uh, the marijuana in states where it's legal. So this actually could be a legal app. But this is where you essentially can choose your drug dealer. Um, to purchase your drugs from, or or who did you, who you choose to either smoke or consume or inject the drug with for sell drugs too as well, or right? sell because you can sign up as a dealer. Yeah, so you can be a dealer. So it's a way to get to your consumers in in another way. So if you are a drug dealer that's selling the booger sugar, for example, um, this would have to be a black market app, of course. Um, but let's just go with marijuana, um, just because that would be the the uh, <laughs> the. the uh, Marijuana, uh, because this would be the legal. Have you guys uh, have you guys ever seen that video where uh, like the SWAT just kicks down the door and starts destroying everything? I feel like that's the podcast right now. Yeah, no, because uh, this is this is totally serious. This is a business meeting. We're guys doing business. We're coming up with business ideas. But never no. said they'd be legal. No, never no. said they'd be legal. Um, these aren't real. I'm not, I'm not sure if you guys have ever heard of this. Have you ever heard of the drug dealers complex? I have not. Okay, so this is where the drug dealer has something that you really want, and they know that you want that. So um, they don't really care about your time. They only care about their own time because no matter what happens, like 
They're the drug dealer. They have what you want. So they are always about 30, 45, an hour late to everything, right? So if you want to pick up weed, we're going to meet here at 3 o'clock. They're not going to show up till 4 or 4.30, and they know you're just going to fucking sit there like a bitch because they're the person who has what you want. Yeah, what are you going to call they're the cops them and say my drug dealer was late? Yeah, ex- yeah, exactly. So I would love this app, and I would just want a punctual drug dealer. Yeah, he would put, like, I'm punctual. Yes. Um, I'm there actually 10 minutes early. Yeah. And you can see all that information on Maybe this app. Maybe he sends you coupons, like we got a Christmas special on Mexican black tar heroin. Ooh. Yeah, exactly. There's coupons on the app. You know, they might set up, uh, we're not not a sponsor. Maybe they'll set up Honey in the app, which is oh, that yeah. browser <laughs> extension that gives you promo codes. 5% off heroin. <laughs> yeah, 5% off heroin. <laughs> oh, man, what a great dude, black tar heroin. This is some deep shit right now. But, no, stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, 10% off crystal meth. Happy New Year. Yeah. Yeah. No, but. <laughs> Make sure yeah, you use a code happy New Year special. Use code New Year for ten percent oh. off your crystal meth order. This reminds me. Have you seen like the recent seasons of like South Park? Uh, what is it like? Tiggerty Farms. Yep, they, they they create an app where they deliver weed and stuff to people. Like, and you can get like Tiggerty Premium or Tiggerty Plus and all these different subscription packages to get like different kind of weed or delivery options. It's really yeah. weird, but there's something like that, you know? Yeah, sure. Uh, my second one is Tinder for listening music with someone else because I feel like. You rarely meet someone in your life that has the exact same taste in music as you. I mean, everyone's different. You know, everyone has a little bit of this, a little bit of that. You know, I don't stay away. I stay away from that. You play anything by that person I'm in. Well, you could meet someone exact with exactly the same music preferences, so you don't have to fight over the ox chord. You know, like when drunk people are in a room and they just they just are always changing the music on like the whoever's playing music and it's terribly annoying. I feel like it's worth now worse now that it's Bluetooth. Yeah, people are disconnecting stuff and then it creates a right. shit show. Right. So, uh, yeah, I want to meet other people who like the exact same taste in music as me. You uh, you actually have, like, pretty good taste. Like, I mean, like, you can listen to anything for the most part. Right? I, like, uh, I like rap. I like country. I like EDM, uh, rock. And I like the crossover of rap and country called hip- hip-hop, where it's, like, Morgan Wallen, like, rapping. I think he did something with uh, Lil Durk. So, uh, you know, Morgan Wallen has about been... swag swag rock? Swag rock. Is that a bit? It's a TikTok thing. Oh. Rap rock. Uh, island boys. Island I'm an uh, island boy. boy. I'm an island boy. Do you remember what? Uh, did I just listen to it the other day? Um, for the first time in like ten Plus years. Hollywood undead. Oh, undead. Yeah. Undead. Yeah. The city looks so pretty. Do you want to burn it with me? <laughs> that shit was insane, <laughs> dude. Remember? Dude, it's a good song. It's I remember a good when song. I was in ninth grade and we were like playing floor hockey and I was hitting. I was doing the drum beat on the fucking like one of these pads uh, with my hockey stick, like singing that song in uh, gym class. I bet you were in gym. Oh, yeah, over oh, sure. to get bullied after? Yeah, oh, well, 100%. You know, you'd always, I remember. <laughs> no, I'd be the bully. Uh, even for no, hockey, you literally do like, uh, um, everywhere I go, mm-hmm. bitches always know that Charlie Sheen has got a weenie that he loves to show. Whoa. Yeah, you gotta always sing that shit all the time. That was like another reason I wouldn't want to be next to you. <laughs> Yeah, I would not only sing, like we've had stories that I would like, I would do like air guitar and stuff, but I would also sing very explicit <laughs> lyrics. Like that's already annoying, but can you imagine singing a song with like very explicit lyrics? We were lyrics? in the same fucking floor hockey class. Like I was on the hockey team. Everyone else on the hockey team was on there. And like the one kid who I'm hanging out with the whole time is like, everywhere I go. It's, it's ridiculous. Can we mention how this it's isn't funny. like a past thing? Like Jake still She's, does this? Oh, no, I do it like, all the I'll time. be in the kitchen and Jake's room is right above the kitchen. And I'll hear, mm-hmm. oh, dude, I. That means I'm humming that, through the ceiling. That means I'm fucking in sync to what I'm doing. That means I'm getting really? shit done. Okay. Because <laughs> I'm into a song and I'm just fucking cruising. Yeah. 
So it's a good thing, but it's probably that's annoying. Like, that's like multitasking. I'm not gonna. I'm, when I was like in the zone for hockey too, like during when I used to, in my playing days, like, there would just be like a song stuck in my head that I'd re- literally just replayed throughout my like. That's kind of like when you're yeah. locked in the zone. It's that's like, me on the golf course. There's always one song that's stuck in my head, and it's like maybe ten seconds of it. It's not like the whole song. Yeah, and it loops over and over, and you're just really focused on what you're doing, and like. For some reason, you gotta be work. sober though. Like if you're drunk and, and you're listening you're to a song like the that bar. and shitting at the bar, yep. um, as we discussed earlier, not focused. Probably not even your mind is probably not even on planet Earth for that matter. But when you're sober and you get tuned into a song, you're pretty pretty damn focused. I should say. Right. All right, Wags. What is your second one? Third one. Third one. My Jesus. Oh. Lost, oh. Stop the count. Stop the I count. lost stop the count. The boat. Damn it. Hey, I mean, counting to three is not as easy as it appears, you know. No. Uh, my final one here, my third one, is going to be Tinder for flights. And this is like, so you can select the people who are going to sit next to you. I know people like Bubba are really big people. I wouldn't want to sit next to Bubba. Bubba, when we're going to Vegas in two months, is actually buying two seats <laughs> so that there's no one next to him because he's that big of a guy. So, like, you know. Such it, an idiot. It's like, you know, this is an app that you're not always going to swipe right on, right? Like, you really want to be, like, you're sitting next to this fucker for five, six hours. You're going to want to make sure that this is a good person, someone who's going to be listening, like, to stuff in headphones, someone who's going to just mind their own business. Um, and, like, as you want a littler person, too, so you have more room, right? So that's kind of what I'd go for. I think this is a service we would all love. Well, and you could even upgrade to Match.com, which is for longer-term relationships if you're taking, like, an international flight and you're going to be with this motherfucker for, like, two days straight. Dude, you could you're do a, like, a hot woman. Like, Actually, yeah. or could, hot man. You could just do straight. Your... Just have your, <laughs> your straight. You could literally do a straight date in the sky, like you're saying. Oh, like you man. could do a dating service like this. Yeah. You fly somewhere, but you have four hours. You have a meal. You have some drinks. And well, talk with someone. When is Delta going to reach new business where they cross over with prostitution, <laughs> allowing people to enter the Mile High Club if they pay a certain premium fee? I mean, well, how much money would you pay for that? Well, what 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 sex in the sky? What are yeah. the what are the rules uh, for prostitution in in the sky when it's, you're in international, if it's international waters? waters? Yeah, then, yeah, then, then you everything's can pay legal. Someone for sex, and you can kill somebody if you want to smoke maybe. heroin. Yeah. Oh no, that's a worldwide. Well, no, you're not in a jurisdiction. You can do whatever you want. Yeah. You pay for someone. For you got to do the Charlie uh, Sheen, uh, Sheen bit where he doesn't pay them for sex; he pays them to leave. Yeah, and get AIDS. And get AIDS. Yep. Yeah. And Just do imagine a bunch, okay, do a bunch of cocaine. How, how rich do you have to be to be like, okay, hey, I have AIDS. But you can still fuck me, and I have doctors here, at my and house. I'm still winning. <laughs> like, yeah. like, like how, how rich you have to be for that to be your life? Like that's crazy. Yeah, you got to find someone who's really at the bottom of the barrel. There, I think uh, it's, it's going to engage in that. I mean, okay, I know this is a little risky subject, but what's like the least amount of money you're going to have to have sex with someone with HIV? Oh my gosh, I don't know if I want Jay Pfizer. What about Scarlett? Jo- Scarlett Johansson is willing to have sex with you. But she has a disease. What's the least amount? There's the odds I don't like. Catch what it, disease though? though? What's HIV? The disease? Like it's oh. HIV. Charlie Sheen. I'm just saying because he has all of these women still having sex with him, and he just gives them to their doctor afterwards. I don't like, want HIV. I don't want to say I have AIDS. That's why I'm asking. What's worth the minimum it? amount you? I don't know if I got to take an amount. But you have Charlie Sheen's doctor. What if? Are they using what, hella protection? What if it's uh, Margot Robbie? Oh my gosh! I just saw Once Upon a Time in Hollywood that she lives. She's very attractive. Yes. Yes. Oh my goodness! Uh, a number, a number, a ballpark number. That don't you... throw Margot Robbie into this. <laughs> if can another. I use the condom? No, that defeats the whole purpose. Oh, That's then, protection. We don't use it. protection in this damn household. No. Well, see, I'm assuming I'm going to be sober in this whole ordeal, and I'll have rational it's all, thought. It's all up to you, dude. Well, I'm going to be sober, and I'm going to say I'm not. I'm going to just deny it. I'm not going to say regretfully because that's just weird. She has I, HIV. I'll, I'll I'll do five million. There you go. Uh, on Dude, on, on the chance that I don't get it. There's a chance I don't want you don't. Get is there? A, what are the chances? 
what are the odds? I mean, I don't know. Well, the like, odds uh, you don't get it. Oh, okay, we got uh, we got someone. We got houseplay, Donnie. What are the odds you contract AIDS if you have sex with someone who has AIDS? Yeah. It's not well, 100%, we have producer Cam right? looking up something. No, it else can't so be hundred percent. Maybe we'll get two diverse uh, opinions here. We have producer Cam and another houseplay, houseplay Donnie, Donnie uh, looking up the chances you can contract AIDS if you have sex with somebody with AIDS. Oh, well, I'm sure. Like, like that's a really hard thing to research. Two percent for vaginal sex, twenty percent for anal sex. Oh, Let's say okay. vaginal so sex. Just vag- oh, well, two percent chance. Oh, I'm it's taking that. It is AIDS, and which is treatable now, and it's pretty much almost gone. So I keep thinking of AIDS. So I'm gonna go. I'm I'm gonna go. Uh, two point five million. That's the least okay. amount. Yeah, it's the least. Okay. I'll become right. a millionaire. You said about five. Okay, yeah. so. You got to think, uh, yeah. Charlie Sheen has that kind of money around. He's probably paying around that money. Right, yeah. right. All right, Jake, uh, what is your third and final uh, Uber or uh, Tinder? That's the second Uber time said Uber, I don't know yeah. why I'm thinking of Uber. I'm still so great stuck idea. on that He's idiot stuck. who drove us yeah. Saturday morning. Fucking moron. Fucking A, Saturday afternoon. That guy, I think, stole that car. <laughs> I'm sure he did. That was bad. No, mine is uh, pretty simple. You know, Tinder for job seekers. Okay, so like I put in my resume... And you put it into the. Isn't app. that like Indeed? <laughs> kind of. Well, I mean, it's not a job posting board, so think of it differently. Fuck you. Is, no, this, gonna go, is this gonna go back to something illegal? We've already no, done drugs no, no, and no, prostitution. No, no. This is not legal. No, this isn't Craigslist for. This isn't Tinder Craigslist. Okay, that would be a whole other topic. Um, but no, legitimate jobs. You think of Indeed, but they have an option on their site, right, where you can swipe right on different job, swipe left or right on different job positions, and then the employer can also swipe right on candidates and right or left. Or whatnot, and well, if you, you have match, a match you, should, you would know to apply there. And... Yeah, no, no, no. You put in your resume and everything, and the resume is on your profile, I guess, and they can swipe right on you. Oh. And if you get swipe right, you can message that employer, and you can set up an interview or whatever, or, or hook up. I don't know, or fuck, or fuck your employer. I feel like every single one of these apps we come up with just end up in a shit show where oh, people just use that app to hook up. But you know what? It, it, but if we wanted to go with the purpose of it, it's going to help people find jobs, and it's an easier way for an employer. They don't want to sit and go sift through a uh, hundred applications, and re- they can just quickly go on this app. See, uh, Pat has uh, is a master's degree um, in in psychology, and he wants to hire him. I don't know. Like, it, does, it does sound a lot like Zip Recruiter. <laughs> There's that one too. So, so that matches. Yeah, I think it like takes an algorithm and matches people, but they don't. You want to swipe, swipe left, right? right. Or left. But yeah, you want to. You'll have. You got to swipe right algorithm. or left. That's that's the thing. I love it. That's like that's the main difference between what you're saying and Zip Recruiter is that you can swipe right or left. It's it's a swipe right or left. Okay. That that's the point though. You can yeah. swipe right or left. That's right. the biggest thing. To close it out, my final Tinder business idea, guys doing business, is uh finding dudes to race in cars. I don't know why people like to street race. Uh, you know, sometimes it's fun. I did it high school year of prom in my dad's truck. Uh I almost died a few times, but it was the one of the best, the most thrilling times of my life. Uh I, I would love to have an app where you could just swipe left or right on people to race. In your vehicle, you know, you, if you if you swipe right because you think you have a pretty similar build or you you're talking shit and you message each other, you say, "Hey, meet me on this road at this time," and we're just gonna fucking race. And you know, maybe you want to you do a Fast and Furious bit where the winner keeps the the loser's car. You, you toss the keys. The other guy's got to walk home. Pink I think slips. that'd be yeah yeah pink slips. I think that'd be a good bit. So I'm gonna say, uh, dude, people to race in cars. And then you can debate each other on what you think is the 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 your favorite or the best Fast and Furious movie. Yeah, and then you can talk about your pol- political views. Yes. And you can do that too. You can do that. You know, I always thought like 
race you know how jockeys for horse racing like you want to be tiny like the least amount of weight you have the horse will go faster wouldn't the same logic apply to racing cars like if you're a littler smaller person your car is going to go faster because there's less less weight or no i mean no i would definitely say if like you're morbidly obese you're probably not gonna be a very good race car driver i don't know it depends on how much nos and fire you have in your car man what do you got under the hood how many hot chicks you you have waving flags panties in front of your car yeah or just in your car as you're driving yeah you never know man you don't know what it takes to make a car go fast and weight might have nothing to do with it i feel like out of us three especially i mean cam's different because he works at, at a car dealership but i feel like uh we don't understand anything about engines no cars. no <laughs> we're talking no i've watched fast and the furious 20 well, fucking you ch- times you changed your i own, know engines. you changed your own like brakes this year didn't that was that like an all-day ordeal oh yeah that was um i only got like three i had to change the calipers and the, the brake pads you is took one a day thing. off work to do this I no remember. yeah dude because i had to get it that shit Probably, done you just it, didn't just take it to the shop no the dealer that's the problem is they quoted it it was fifteen hundred dollars and it was only four or five hundred for me to do it myself so that's why I did it. You take your shirt off and get all greasy. Yeah, I did, even though it was like 20 degrees. Yeah. <laughs> I only got three done in one day, though. It sucked, and I had to go back. It was bad. <laughs> it was done. a shit show. You put in a full eight-hour show. Calipers shift. suck. We had to put on new rotors and calipers. Brake pads are really easy to replace, but putting on new calipers, screwing, putting in like more brake fluid, putting on new rotors and shit, that fucking sucks. How manly did you feel, though, after all I that? I felt very manly. Yeah, did you start growing fucking pubes for I, the first time? I, I grew pubes for the first time. I can confirm I grew pubes. <laughs> For the first time on October 16th or 15th, whenever the hell it was. It was one of those days the, the Gophers were playing. Yeah, no, I remember it because it was the day before we played Nebraska. Oh, there you go. Oh, See, I fucking told you. That's just, you yes. just live your you life. Want, you you live his life by the golfer schedule. Like, I know. I'll literally think of, uh, when I have to think of a date, I'm like, oh, so that's a week till oh, Gophers play. I know they play Northwestern on the 7th. So, okay, then that's the 6th. That's a Friday. You're crazy. I know I'm a crazy. Hey, I'm a crazy. Are you, uh, but without people like Jake, that you wouldn't exist. No, nope. true. Hey, what'd you think of Jack Lafontaine just signing with the Hurricanes, bailing on his boys, bailing yeah, on, bailing his, on team. his average? I can't. Team. I can't be mad UND, at him. No, I would be doing the UND same UND thing. Done that. Well, nope. if, if the Carolina, you don't Here's know that. Wrong. No, no, nope, Jake. No, nope, move on. No, nope. nope, Jack Lafontaine was a great goaltender, but he had a contract. He got signed a pro contract because they're in the goalie troubles, and he knows he can get a shot right away. So yeah. he did. Hey, he got a standing ovation. Um, in was it Raleigh, North Carolina? Raleigh, yeah, yeah. 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 Where they're located. Dude, I mean, good for him. I mean, yeah, it sucks, but it is what it is. I wonder what Danny Boy Kane thinks of the of the signing. Yeah, Danny Boy Kane, but isn't that Miami Hurricanes? No, no, that's that's Carolina Hurricanes. I think, isn't it? I thought it was for the Miami for oh, Miami. University of Ohio. I still Miami. want to know what he thinks. Yeah, no, because he's they are the Canes, so maybe he still has association with a, them. He's just a yeah. Canes guy in yeah. general. Dude, DM him. Canes is delicious. Danny All right. Canes. Well, this was a blast of an episode, guys, doing business. We hope one of those ideas may have triggered you to go out and, and venture a a, 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 a a business of but your my own. But my mama. But my mama. My mama said. My mama said. Today, Junior. Oh, my God. That was like two Adam Sandler references. Good for you. Yeah. Oh, I love when Jake will just hijack the podcast with a bunch of bullshit <laughs> and me and Jack just stare at each other like, what the fuck is going on? I ask the same thing every day. All right. Well, I think that is just the perfect way to end. So thank you guys for listening to another episode of It's a Bit presented by 10,000 Takes. If you want to check out any of the stuff we do on social media, you can search 10K Takes on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, Facebook. You can also search some of our other podcasts. We got uh, we have Third and Forever, which is our football podcast. We got The Hasbens, which is our college hockey podcast. Wild Takes, if you're into wild stuff. We also have the Minnesota Rundown. It's about Minnesota sports. You can also listen to our radio version of the show on KFN Plus every Saturday, 96.7 from 2 to 3 p.m. And go to our website, 10K Takes, to read some of our blogs. And, uh, you know, 
just have yourself a good old day. Good old Tuesday uh, for you. Tuesday. So. Tuesday. So thanks, guys, for listening to another episode of It's a Bit presented by 10,000 Takes. We'll see you next time.